Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics of the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am one of your hosts for today, Cross, sitting alongside my partner in crime, Nitro. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the podcast today. We are excited. We have a lot of stuff to get through today because... Do you remember last week? Right. Do you remember last week when I said, yeah, I don't really know what we're going to talk about next week. There might be a couple yeah. of news things. It was a couple of times during the week you were like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Apparently... Warner Brothers Discovery, the new joint company over DC, heard me. And they said, hey, Comics the Cross needs some stories to talk about, so we're just going to go back rap crazy for a week and just give them a whole bunch of stuff. We'll implode our entire comic book movie business. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah, pretty much. Um, welcome to everyone in the chat. Uh, Mr. Rob Stott's hanging out there asking, do you guys have a favorite story run from Marvel and DC? Right, I'll let you go first, because you have you have the encyclopedic knowledge of, of, of that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll add my input. I've got a, I've got a few different runs I like. Um, automatically, I always um, gravitate, first of all, to um, Civil War for Marvel, just because Civil War was like the first thing that, like, I was a fan of superheroes and comics, but, like, it was hard getting them and getting to comics all the time and stuff when I was in Scotland, but like Civil War was like the the defining moment of like, okay, yeah, I'm seeking this stuff out. Yeah. I'm absolutely seeking this stuff out. This I mean the yeah. first time I heard about Iron Man versus Captain America was like big events that alter Marvel are like par for the course at this point. But in two thousand and six when Civil War came out, that was unheard of. And it really um honestly changed everything. So that was one that definitely for me, um other favorites I go to, um, I I will always highly praise Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run, and mm-hmm. um, just because which I can talk about a bit more freely now because you've actually read it now. Yeah, I but the it. but the fact it's like this massive run it is essentially the story of a father and son, mm-hmm. like like laid out over years. Like it's one of Hickman's best like runs for it. Uh, Steve McNiven artist and a great choice. Yeah, McNiven's art in that is stunning. Like, literally, like, go and compare, like, the image of, like, Cap with the shield up fighting Iron Man. They took it right out of the comic for the movie. It's, um, beautiful. Uh, for DC, I'm trying to think. First one that pops to mind for DC is, um, Snyder and Capullo's run on Batman. Um, their, like, first couple, the Court of Owls stuff is always a phenomenal, um, story. Yeah that stands out to me just like I, it really drew me in like I'm not the biggest of Batman fans in the world but like the way that that story is written is so well done mm-hmm. um, I kind of like I'm a VDC I like a bit of old school stuff as well like um, the hard traveling hero stuff with Green Lantern and Green Arrow I've always mm-hmm. like I always gravitate towards that a little bit too yeah Um. yeah like there's a bunch of stuff with like Marvel and DC for me but like honestly I'm getting more into the indie side of things a lot more now yeah, and there's all I'm finding like there's so much stuff in the indie scene that like outshines Marvel and DC in all honesty. Yeah, uh, which was one of the reasons I wanted to do indie comic book club. So yeah, there's a ton out there. But what about yourself? I, Anything that I, I think for me, like, so the most exciting thing that I'm reading right now is the Last Ronin with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. It's so good. And I know it's not Marvel or DC, but like you said, we've been getting more into the indie scene over the past year, year and a half, and. In addition to that, IDW's collection of the Transformers series. It's, it's oh, so that's so good. It's so good. And uh, Lock and Key. I think those top three for me that are non-Marvel and non-DC, I think those 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 are the top three for me. As far as Marvel goes, um, most of my Marvel reading has been in the past two to three years. 
um, since meeting um, Cross. <laughs> but uh, I would say I just finished Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers and Fantastic Four, and a lot of some of it, not a lot of it, some of it goes way over my head, like because Hickman is just a very cerebral writer. But I really, really liked his take on the New Avengers and Avengers. And his Fantastic Four run uh, with Johnny Storm and the Fantastic Four mm. family was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. Hey, um, I think Hickman's a big favorite for both of us. Like, even yeah. his most recent stuff that he'd done with Marvel, like the X-Men run, was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a shame we never really got to see the conclusion of that because he kind of he went off independent from it. But, yeah. Yeah. I um, think another one, another one for me that really, really, really surprised me is I'm not a huge Thor fan, but... You know, before we went and saw Love and Thunder, I had I had purchased uh, mm, Volume yes. One. Yes, I, I can't believe I even mentioned this. Yeah, I had purchased uh, Volume One of uh, God of Thunder mm-hmm. like months ago, months ago in prep and prep for the movie. And uh, Jason Aaron and Asad Rivik. I don't know if I'm murdering his, the artist's name, uh, Asad Rivik, but that that wa- Volume One is one of the prettiest comics i think i've ever read i think the writing is awesome the way that they transition between flashback and present is really really cool and i i really want to continue reading that that run but that's probably one of the best marvel volumes that, in my opinion that i've read yeah jason Aaron's run on thor is like is like if anyone asks me what is the best run in thor without a doubt i don't even have to think about it like his run on thor for the years that he was on there is just it, it is stellar it really is yeah um. All right, so we are going to be jumping into some talking about the stuff that came out this week, obviously. But first of all, we have some big announcements for today. Yeah. Um, we have been teasing it for a little while. We have been prepping to start doing some D and D streams here on the channel, and that does mean we're going to have a little less of the art streams. Um, because I believe we're going to be doing the D and D every two weeks. Yeah, it's every other week, so I'll be doing uh, the art stream every other week, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably be doing some Im- impromptu art streams throughout the week as well when um, when Jay and Cross aren't streaming too. So yeah, so the D and D streams are going to be on Thursday nights, and um, so some Thursday nights are going to be the D and D, and then the next week it will be an art and switch back and forth between them. And mm-hmm. um, that also means we're going to be probably not doing so much of the Sea of Thieves streams on Friday nights. We'll probably still try and fit it in in other places, but yeah, we're we're not really going to be doing as much of the Sea of Thieves streams, but I am going to try and use Friday nights, not every Friday, but um, I've started asking questions on Twitter and on our Discord of doing some more community stuff. Yeah. So maybe like once a month we'll do, like we'll play, like I was um, watching people playing Fall Guys, like maybe we'll play Fall Guys, we'll host an event just for the community um, on a Friday night, or we'll do a movie night um, in Discord or something, you know, mm-hmm. just simple stuff like that. Um, as a place it won't be every single week but just because nice when I can't commit um, an extra night to stuff like I can't commit Thursday and Friday nights so if I'm moving to Thursdays I have to stop one of them Yeah. Um, unfortunately but it's just one of those things you know we have lives and families and all those yeah. sorts of things we got a budget man we got a budget with our time um, so it is officially moving ahead let me pull the picture up on screen actually for anyone who has not seen it yet our D streams are called let the good times roll i don't care how corny the name sounds i love it it's the pun the pun came in my head and i'm like yep we're going with that. that that has to be it like let the good times roll and um, although i don't know why it's like 
if you pull up, it's actually off of a song, and if you pull up the song, let the good times roll, it is nothing like what I've got in my head. For some reason, I've always wanted to put like a rock thing underneath it. It's like a country, like a like a southern rock type thing, right? Yeah, it's like, but I've yeah. always I always wanted like go let the good times roll to like the tune of like freaking ACDC Hell's Bells or something like that. <laughs> and the back of my head, I don't know why my mind's like associated that, but it has. Um, but let the good times roll will officially be starting on Thursday, September first. So in one month, we will be officially kicking off the D and D stream Thursday night. I believe it's going to be at eight thirty. Yep, eight thirty PM um, Eastern Standard Time. We get, we have to verify that with our dungeon master, who, if you are not aware, it is comic book legend Tom Levine. Tom yeah, Levine in the house. Tom Levine, an amazing novelist who um, turned comic book writer. We have had him on the show and talked with him. He has been on the show um, a ton of times, um, or well, he's been in chat a ton of times. So I meant to say, it's like he comes in, he hangs out with us. We had him on for an interview, which was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so he is going to be our dungeon master and the initial stream because we have never done Dungeons and Dragons before um, it's the cars I'm thinking of the car song yes yes, Lizzie <laughs> um, we are going to be doing it just the two of us along with Jay and Token Asian it will be the four of us kicking it off because we're all brand new to this mm-hmm. and I'm kind of gutted I'm only getting into Dungeons and Dragons actually playing it at like in my 30s now Dude, I'm wish... almost 40 so yeah yeah, and Nitro's an, an even older man than I am, so it's like I more wish more wise, more wise. I don't know if I it go just that comes. Far. Hey, man, it just comes with the territory. It's I, okay. I I don't think it's that's okay. true. It's okay. You know, it's okay. I don't think that's the case. It's okay. <laughs> 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 but yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. Um, but yeah, so like we, I'm gutted that we're only getting into it at this stage. I wish this was something I'd played a long time ago. I wish I'd gotten into it somehow. The but then again, is- I grew up in a very conservative home where, like, I grew up in the '90s in a conservative Christian home where Dungeons and yeah, Dragons yeah. was evil. Well, the thing is, so here's, like- the, here, here's how it started, and I, I grew up in the same type of environment as well. But the thing is, obviously, everybody knows the world now knows of Dungeons and Dragons now because of Stranger Things, right? That was a big part of that show. The show was kind of built around it. The show kind of mimicked it in, in certain ways. And you know, when it when it came out, the season four finale came out at the beginning of July. I was like, I put we posted on Twitter. I was like, man, I, I I've always wanted to. Well, I haven't always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, but it's always, I've always been curious about it. And I've always yeah. kind of like been interested in it and stuff like that. And I posted some on Twitter, and Tom Levine, who who's a good friend of the channel, had saw it, and he said, "You really want to play? We can we can start something up." And then Cross and I kind of jumped on it. We're like, what? Wait, the two of the, well, the two of them were chatting. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys are setting this oh, up. Man. I want, I want to play. I want to play. I want to join in. So it started as kind of like a throwaway comment, and now we have a whole new stream coming. Uh, so we've been working yeah. on this for months. Yeah, we've been and working on this. We've been planning. We finally got all our characters finished and all that stuff. Tom is working on stuff. I have no clue what we're walking into, by the way. No clue. Like, and he's this... he's posting some pretty sadistic, uh, some sadistic messages to us in our our private chat about about like we have no idea what's coming and stuff like that. So yeah, like I, I'm pretty um... sure our DM's about to try and kill us at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, he's gonna murder us the first day. Um, but we will officially be launching September first. I'm believing at about eight thirty. Um, stay up with us on our social media just in case any of that changes um, and of course it will be the two of us and our lovely wives that will be playing off but this is only our first campaign we are yep. delving into this I fully wanted to do Dungeons and Dragons and do this sort of tabletop gaming Yeah, and- it's something to get the community involved in 
Like yeah. I wanted, I wanted to do beyond this campaign, whether it's the same characters, whether it's different characters, whatever. I want to start getting members of the community involved and get some of the comic clan in to play games and get involved and, you know, make this a community thing. Because the thing is, we mentioned yeah. the idea of doing this, and so many people wanted to get involved. And I know we've got a number of people who play it in the chat, like even uh, Cameron from One Geek Four Eleven and Cameron Plus Diana was in earlier, um, and he even said that like he's yeah. um, prepping D and D stuff for now. And our yeah. good friend Caleb over at the Space Hawk, um, he actually hosted a D and D session in the Glass Hollow, which unfortunately my schedule was different at the time, and because I was offered the chance to be involved in it, and I'm like, you have no idea how badly I want to play, <laughs> and I, I just I can't. Um, yeah. So it's kind of cool to be kicking this off, and yeah, and to be fair, like the so this first this first campaign is kind of like a let's see I'm, let's see how this goes. We're gonna iron out some kinks because I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be some technical issues. We have a new layout where there's going to be five separate videos that we're incorporating into this. Into this, just managing how we're going to do it. This is going to be a learning process for us, and we'll be able to apply that uh, to future campaigns that we play with the Comic Clan. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and that's it. This is all brand new. Yeah, it's like so as we go into it, like you know, we've got a little bit of experience of like role playing and storytelling stuff, but like in doing it in the sort of environments new to us, even getting involved in the uh, the campaign, like in playing the getting into the role playing of fighting and stuff and rolling the dice and choosing what to do getting used to that like you have no idea how hard it was us making up our character sheets for the first time and like Dude, trying to get everything so sorted for that so we're like excited for this to go um to also stay on that same frame as well you may notice down at the bottom of the screen there's some changes in logos down there we still have our bcw logo and we are still affiliated with bcw supplies who you can um, get for all your comic book needs um, if you want bags and boards and if you want stuff to collectible cars collectible music, anything that is a place to go for it mm -hmm. but um, let me check it in there um, but we also have a new company that we are affiliated with which is really cool and really exciting to be honest yes, um, awesome. you can see it down there only crits if I can put crit in there we now have an official link with only crits and they are a DD dice company and dice accessories and for tabletop gaming and we are now affiliates with them so you can click on that link for onlycrits.com slash comics to get um, i believe 10 percent off your order or use comics at checkout and um, to get a little off of that and that also kicks some money over to us and helps support us as well so please go and check them out and they do have some really nice stuff and i was saying it during our pre-show yeah. Like, they do have some cheaper dice there. They've got the plastic polyresin stuff, that sort of dice for cheaper. I think they're like 20 bucks or something for a set, some of them. Um, but they do have more expensive ones that are like 70-odd bucks and stuff. But as, as literally, it depends on what materials you're getting mm -hmm. for them. And it's it's no different from any other dice company I've looked at. Like, every other dice company I've looked at like is, is the same. If you get something that's really that's made out of some good stuff, you're going to be paying a pretty penny for it. So it's no different here. So yeah, the dice look awesome, man. May as well pick I'm it on up site right now. Yeah, so like you may as well pick it up um, using our link and save yourself a little bit of money on it. Honestly, yeah, dude. Why not? Yeah, the the, the dice is re they're really nice. I'm looking at them right now. Oh yeah, like I would I wouldn't be a I wouldn't have put us in for an affiliate thing with them if I didn't think this stuff is at least worthwhile. And there wasn't a few sets, even if it is some of the more expensive sets. But I'm like, I am so going to lose money on this site. Yeah, because I'm I'm. I, you need more than one set, right, when you're playing, because there's a lot of times where you got to roll multiple of one die. Well, it's right? up to you. It's like it's one of those things. Like, if, if I need to roll a d20, I've got my dice sitting here. Like, if I roll my d20, it's like, in, it's like, 
you know you need to roll multiple times it's like oh well i guess i can yeah, roll yeah. it check it and roll it again sense. or like if you roll you can roll a bunch of them and see what happens and i think it's higher yeah. up you get in level you're asked depending on your abilities and different stuff you can be asked to roll multiple things and it's like got it and it's like you know yeah technically you could roll the dice that many times or just have five or sets i can use it as an excuse to buy multiple dice and decide what i want to do with them and i'm like so yeah so uh i'm, I'm i've got one set of dice and i'm still gonna end up with more i'm not oh yeah kidding. no question about it so yeah so please go and check out our new affiliates that would be absolutely amazing if you are into tabletop gaming then i hope you will come and support the D stream heck yeah man I, I literally pitched it. I was talking to Locke about it, and I literally pitched it to him as a fighter like that. If you ever seen the chaos that happens to us on a Sea of Thieves stream, <laughs> when we have a mission to accomplish, but we're being us, oh yeah, just apply that to a D and D setting, and it's probably <laughs> going to explain the chaos of the storytelling. Imagine if Chunk was in our party, and explosive barrels were a thing. <laughs> Chunk might get left behind somewhere. Like, we just take him I off. Think the, I think the team would murder him. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's like that Chunk's character wouldn't make it too far, I don't think. <laughs> I would like to use my bonus action to murder Chunk. Thank you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so throw an axe at him. Like, <laughs> Whoops, slut. But anyway, thank you for letting us have a little rant about our D&D. Like, honestly, we are very excited for this. And I know the podcast is more about the talking about comics and that sort of stuff, but... That honestly honestly we're open for geek culture we're here to talk yeah. about all sorts of geek culture this is part of geek culture we're a geek variety channel yeah and that sometimes specializes in comics we, we do specialize in comics that is our thing yeah, but do. it's like but yeah we're open to everything else that's why we go to movies that's why we watch tv shows we're now getting into tabletop gaming side of geeky something i didn't think we'd ever do and like but hey here we go speaking of yeah. movies did you see prey I have not watched Prey yet. I've seen I so it, man. many good things about I've it. I've heard like, nothing but good stuff about it. I've not it. had a chance to watch it yet. I've got no excuse, really. It's on Hulu. Like I can yeah. sit and watch it. I've just not had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. And it's like, it's really good, man. I'm a huge Predator fan ever since the first one with Arnold. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of most of the Predator movies. The, the solo Predator movies, not the ones that yeah. have got the aliens in them. I, I even like the Adrian Brody one, I'll be honest. I, I, I like that one. I thought, I thought it was, it was pretty decent. good. I, yeah. I was I was a fan of that one. It's like, Even but, though the Predator dudes were like eight feet tall in that movie and they weighed like three hundred pounds, I yeah. still liked it. <laughs> Overall, like I, th- I thought it was a decent movie. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I mean, is it like this big Oscar-worthy thing? Like, no, of course nah. not. But they're never nah. going to be. But I, nah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy this one. But we will take this opportunity now to transition into our Let's talking points. I don't even know where to start. I was going to say, do we want to start? Do we start with the Batgirl thing? Because that was the first bit of news that dropped. Yeah, let's get into DC. Like, get into DC. So, before all the other announcements came for DC, the first major thing that set it off was the announcement of Batgirl. Which, which all the stuff kept talking about it, like, not going to theatres. As far as I was aware, it was never going to theatres. It was going to HBO Max. Mm. As far as I was aware, unless I missed something... Um, but the news came out this week that the Batgirl movie was not going forward, that it had been cancelled. Nothing new for a movie company, nothing new for them to say that they're not going forward with a project that was originally planned, things change. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the movie was almost done. Mm-hmm. It was in post-production. And they decided, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. They decided... 
it's not going to go forward. We're not going to put it on into theatres, which I didn't think they were doing anyway. They decided we're not going to put it on HBO Max, which kind of seems ludicrous. Is it really going to cost you that much money to finish it and just drop it on HBO Max? Yeah, because I think the whole the whole total <clears throat> of the movie was like seventy or ninety million to make. Yeah, so it's, it's like not if, like it was a, a huge movie, you know? And it's like, if people were really unsure about this, and then news reports started coming out as well, that, excuse me, the, the actress and the cast involved, as well as the production crew on it, the directors, the writers, everything, had not been informed that it was being cancelled and found out the same way the rest of us did via Twitter. Oh my gosh, dude. And via the official announcement of it being cancelled. Rumours then started circulating as to why and it dropped that apparently it was a big tax break for them. Apparently they were going to get a big tax break and it was going to save them more money to just cancel the project than to try and release it. Yeah, I was actually in a chat, like I've seen people posting it, it was so funny, like Batgirl isn't even good enough to be dropped on HBO Max apparently, whereas Sony's over here and releasing the worst superhero movie since Van Forstick twice twice in theaters <laughs> and i'm like very the different second release was a meme release it, they memed <clears throat> themselves but yeah like isaac like you're saying it's like if it was still filming and if the movie was still being made and they felt like it wasn't and there was a whole bunch of stuff saying like the, the like the the screening and stuff hadn't gone well and that people weren't responding well to it which you think dc would be used to at this point personally but it's like it's in post-production why not just drop it you put all this money in it is it really going to cost that much money to drop it on your streaming service like really surely uh, that's it's like I mean I, look just to be super fair I wasn't really th- or like super pumped about this movie anyways but this really sucks for everybody I wasn't involved. like I wasn't ex- overhyped for it or anything but I wasn't against it or anything I'm like okay I'll give it a check out like I'm not yeah. I'm not a massive like Batgirl fan I was a huge uh, Michael Keaton fan yeah, Michael Batman. Keaton, Batman in it, and I'm like, okay, I'll check it out, and yeah. I, I'll check out a Batgirl thing. Batgirl can be cool. I'm still a yeah. proponent of. I prefer her as a, um, as Oracle. I always think making taking Barbara Gordon back to being Batgirl just undone a massive great character moment. Mm. Personally, for me, so like I've always kind of been a bit iffy on that, but mm. yeah, it sucks that they found out that way. Especially since the actress was like really into it and really loved being in the role and. Yeah. You see her in the back girl outfit visiting sick kids and all this sort of stuff. Like they were really playing into it. One thing I, I was I was getting very Henry Cavill vibes from it. Mm. Of like this actress really wants to play this role and she's not allowed to. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was like I was getting very Henry Cavill vibes from it of like what do I have to do to prove myself here sort of thing. Um, and obviously I've not seen the movie. Obviously we weren't in the press screenings. I I can't say anything about the early screenings and what it looked like or anything like that so so apparently uh, people were saying it got cancelled because it did poor in the press screenings my my understanding based off what I'm reading is Shazam or not Shazam Black Adam is doing is is hitting the same marks as Batgirl hit as far as like like levels and the way people liked it so that's that's not it There's yeah no but way. the rocks in that but the rocks well, in that know, so they're I'm never going to cancel that no, I agree, I agree 100% <laughs> One thing no, no, no. Was... The one, the one that gets me. This is cancelled, even though all the people are involved in it, all the people are excited to make it, all the people are hyped for it. I know where you're going. But yet, the Flash is still coming out. 
And you got the the lead actor running around holding people hostage. I don't know if Ezra Miller could legitimately do anything else to show that this should be cancelled. But yet we're still going ahead with it. I forgot what the exact verbiage was. The Flash is still in good hands or something dumb like that. Yeah, because it was rumoured about the fact of like it's it, it's not going to go forward and all this sort of stuff. And then they, they've came out and confirmed, oh no, we're doing this. And I'm like, really? This is the one you're going forward with? And then like, it was a couple of days later. The, the reasoning behind it apparently was officially announced was because Warner Brothers Discovery, because Discovery took over the production with Warner Brothers and DC and all that stuff from AT&T, which and you're, in retrospect to that like that should be a good thing because AT&T is a communication company why the hell are they making movies? Um, actually having people who do like TV and big productions and all that like involved in it Ezra Miller is the real life villain right now while this movie is still like oh absolutely calling, if they release that movie it's going to absolutely bomb it's going to bomb. No I, I kind of want, like, I know we like we review the movies and stuff like here, so we probably have to see it, but part of me is like, I kind of want to boycott it just to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, but, but like, it came out that Warner Brothers Discovery were reshuffling DC. Were. <laughs> I can't even get through this with a straight face. <laughs> We're changing it so we're not the DCEU anymore. We're going to have DC Studios. Sound familiar? When when did Mar when did um uh, Man of Steel come out? Was it 2013? 2012? Uh 2012-2013. So the DCEU yep. has essentially been in place for 10 years. Yeah. It took them 10 years to come up with DC Studios. First of all, like, really? Marvel Studios had that in like, their first freaking movie. It took you 10 years to come up with DC Studios as a production company name? Okay. And announced that they were reshuffling for DC because they wanted to protect the brand, they wanted to elevate the brand, and they didn't want to release anything that was subpar. Really? Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yes, that's what you should be doing. Mm hmm. And that they were putting in a 10-year plan to build up in a similar fashion of what Kevin Feige did with the people over at Disney to create the MCU. So essentially what we've been shouting for two years... I was I was going to say, do you remember one of the first streams that we had? Yeah. Remember, do you remember, remember Le- what I'm going to say? Yeah. Go on, say it again. Go on. No, what <laughs> would your plan be for the, the DCEU for the next, like, 10 years? That was our. That was legitimately our stream. One of our first streams. Our first year yeah. doing this. We, we literally. Some awesome ideas. We, we awesome literally ideas. pitched it. I mean, we we went hard that. By the way, go back and watch that episode. Like it's way back at the beginning. I know I said earlier on, like during the pre-show, like it's cringe stuff. But like, no, we went hard. We did our research. We reviewed the M's, the DCEU as it stood at the time, mm-hmm. and we did our research on like what would you do? How would yeah. you bring in Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and all that stuff? And we went hard. Yeah. We went hard. We it went hard deep, with our research. Yeah. We pitched hard for that, and it's like, and they're doing a 10-year plan, which I'm not against. They should be having a 10-year plan if they're building up. But this isn't the first time they've talked about a 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, if they'd stuck to the 10-year plan when Man of Steel came out, we would be at the end of it. Yep. At this point. They've wasted 10 years. And you know why? And I can freaking pick the exact point. 2013 Man of Steel releases. Okay? Henry Cavill as Superman. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Even if you didn't enjoy the movie, you have to admit, Henry Cavill was a freaking... He is Superman. He's great. That was like... You could not have picked a better casting choice than Henry Cavill. Yeah. Especially to launch something further. Mm -hmm. He's charismatic. And there was rumblings. There was rumblings of stuff happening. But the thing is, nothing was in place yet. Mm -hmm. Because... Marvel was on a full roll at this point. Marvel was in a full roll. Because Avengers had already come out the year before. Well, that's it. They were leading up to Avengers, and at this point, before Avengers, DC must be looking at them, oh, they're the new thing, that's why these movies are getting over, it's okay, it'll die out. Because DC was still making good money. Like, mm-hmm. Batman's still a big money maker for them. They were about to relaunch Man of Steel and relaunch Superman after Superman Returns yeah. bombed. But then, like, Superman... Like Man of Steel was already in the post-production stuff in 2012 mm-hmm. and in 2012 Avengers dropped and it's still to this day one of the top 10 earning movies yeah. 10 years later mm-hmm. you know what I mean and its sequels are also joining it apart from Age of Ultron all the Avengers movies are in the top 10 highest grossing movies ever yeah <clears throat> I think honestly DC saw that and went crap we need to get money like that because out of nowhere after like Man of Steel coming out and nothing for such a long time they announced the DCEU yeah they announced 50 billion projects and what was the next movie that came out as part of the DCEU Batman vs Superman Batman vs Superman yeah yeah because they had to have a team up of course and then of course the trailer showed Wonder Woman's in this as well Mm-hmm. and they're fighting Lex Luthor and oh there's Doomsday they were cramming everything possible into this because they wanted Avengers money yeah. and the honest truth is they didn't have a roadmap. they were making it up as they went along yeah. and it freaking showed yeah because like the proof like okay Batman v Superman as far as I'm concerned is a disaster of a movie like I know there's people out there that love it I am not one of them, and I will I will die in that hell that it's horribly put together. I will say the director's cut is substantially better than the theatrical version. Oh yeah, but I, it's, I, it's still I, it's still a bad movie. It's still badly put together though, and it's like it's still got like even the stuff like the flash stuff. We're trying to hint that there's something coming, and it's like, but you can feel that they were just kind of cramming stuff together. Yeah, yeah. And the studio didn't know what they were doing, and that was proven with Justice League, because we just recently obviously got Zack Snyder's Justice League. And it was amazingly better. Mm-hmm. But at San Diego Comic Con, we got the official confirmation that they are not moving forward with the Zack Snyder universe. Yeah, they could put the kibosh in that. But the thing is, now it's like, but they honestly don't know what they're doing. Because now we're setting up a new 10 year plan. But we've still got other stuff going on, like the Suicide Squad dropped him as a hit. Peacemaker happened. Apparently, James Gunn said the sequel's still on the cars to go. The Flash is still apparently happening. Aquaman two is not only happening, but they have confirmed freaking Ben Affleck's Batman to be appearing in that. Who, 
had stepped away from the role, had walked away from it, and then came back for the Flash, and he's coming back for Aquaman, and it's like, but wait, so now you're doing this stuff, and we've got Robert Pattinson's Batman over here doing something completely different. Yeah. We dropped an announcement for Joker Two happening with Lady Gaga in it, not officially confirmed, but likely playing Harley Quinn. Which is a musical. Because of course it is. Which, which you could play that off actually really well if it's just literally his demented mind going that way like there's a way to play that I but, just my simple brain when I hear like Joker 2 is going to be a musical I'm like yeah it's like but that's the thing but they don't have an idea and then it's like but this stuff's going forward and then this stuff isn't going forward and then oh wait we're starting this brand new thing to elevate this stuff and it's like well what's what's going forward and what's not and like the reports are as well, like um, Supergirl movie that was meant to tie into it all is basically cancelled and isn't going forward. Honestly, it's still up in the air if we're going to see Blue Beetle. Which yeah, is like, I, everybody's saying, if y'all cancel that, I'll burn this place down. Yeah, it's like, if you cancel Blue Beetle, I am coming for you. Like, this <laughs> movie better freaking come out. You have no idea how long I've waited for a Blue Beetle movie. This better come out. And it's a, it's a kid, what's his name? I've lost his name. The kid for freaking um, Cobra Kai this play in Jaime Reyes and I'm like mm. dude this is like perfect don't you freaking touch this um, but that's the thing they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. they've announced this 10 year plan they've announced DC Studios and it's like this is perfect this is yeah. exactly but at the same time there's not a clean slate what's actually let me ask you that what has actually changed nothing i mean they're still doing it's basically they're doing one-offs like i think the most interconnected that the uh that the universe ever was and it was barely at, you know at that was when they released aquaman wonder woman you know batman versus superman the justice league all that stuff that was when it was kind of like or we're kind of doing it maybe kind and of you know you you and i have said from the very very beginning with all this dc crap uh since we started this that Obviously, them not having a 10-year plan is huge, but I think them not having a Kevin Feige is, is bigger. Because you, you don't have someone... I saw somebody write this on uh, online the other day. Kevin Feige loves, loves the characters. Like, yeah. he loves all of the characters that are in the movies. Like, he breathes the stuff. He's been working on this stuff since the original X-Men movies. Like, way back in the day. Yeah. Like, early 2000s, late 90s, that stuff. He's been working on these movies since then. He's almost has a 30-year career in comic book movies. He loves this stuff. Yeah. You need someone on the DC front who loves it almost or as much as Kevin Feige does in order to, to have that legitimate 10-year plan. And, you know, I know I know a lot of people don't like his style, and I know a lot of people don't like him as a director, but I feel like we got a taste of that was with Zack Snyder, in my opinion. I feel like we got a taste of that, what it could be like. The problem was they weren't willing to commit to it, though. Oh, I agree, 100%. Like, like it, could, it would have been a very different take, and not everybody is a fan of Zack Snyder's style, which, don't yeah. get me wrong, like, I've watched Zack Snyder's stuff, and I've went, oh, that's really cool, and then I've also watched other Zack Snyder stuff and went, this is utter crap and makes no sense. Yeah. When, I watched, like, when I watched the Snyder Cut, Justice League, I was like, this is really good. This like, is what this we could really have been. Like, I'd love this, to have seen like is, where that went. This is, and it's it's totally different from the MCU, right? Would you agree? Mm. Like, it is. I think it's oh it's yeah, visually and tonally different enough from the MCU for it to be its own thing. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was absolutely its own thing. It was its own yeah. tone, its own style. It was a little so, bit darker, a little bit grittier, but at the same time, it's like it it held itself well. Like, there was great character moments. Like we got great character moments with Cyborg. We got mm. a good bit of um, Henry Cavill Superman's personality coming through, which they yeah. removed from the original release of it. Yeah. Like there was a lot of great stuff in there, and I, it's like the problem I, is that they just didn't want to commit to it. the the freaking company the you know Warner Brothers just messed with it I think the biggest thing that they need to do is get someone with a big personality I have someone in mind get someone with a big personality get someone that loves the source material and get them in a room with a bunch of creatives for DC and come together with a legitimate 10 year plan and stick with it right now I think their best choice in my opinion and I know this might be like what but I think their best choice is The Rock and I, I say that for, for a couple of different reasons he knows the industry. He knows how he knows how to make movies. He loves at least some of the source material. And I feel like he's a charismatic person enough. He's charismatic enough to lead the to be the face of the DC studios and and push that. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like he would be the best choice right now because Jim Lee is not gonna do it. Uh Hamada is in some stuff. People don't really like him. Uh Walter Hamada, I believe is his name. Mm. I, I think uh, Jeff Johns, same thing. So I think having The Rock be the face of that, the DC Studios portion, I think would be a really, really good move for them. Because he seems to really like the characters. I he, don't know. That's just me just talking on my butt. But In terms of The Rock, though, like he would be a good one to get behind because like he's, he's universally loved. Yeah, exactly. He's one of those guys that's universally loved that he can get behind. Same thing with Kevin Feige. Black Adam actually looks like a decent movie as well. The thing is, like, you wouldn't just be building it around The Rock, though. You'd be building it around Black Adam. And I don't know how you go forward with a DC I, universe. I with Black Adam as your I agree. your star, and um, kind of like I was saying, it's like if you are holding on to the interconnectivity, like just go with Snyder, you know, yeah. like yeah, don't like everything he's done, absolutely, but like, yeah. at least it's consistent. Let him have his vision and yeah. wrap it up because them messing with it is just screwed everything over. Yeah, because like the thing, the thing that gets me is that nothing has changed. Because they're like they basically done a DC Studios. We're going to have a ten year plan, and we're going to do this, and it's like. Let me ask you then. It sounds like, like clean slate is essentially what it sounds like. Okay, would would you agree that's essentially what the pitch sounds, sounds like, like when they say they're like doing that. a ten year plan? They're going to do similar to what Kevin Feige did. Is the Flash still coming out? Yeah. Is Shazam still coming out? Is Black Adam still coming out? Is Peacemaker season two still coming out? as mm -hmm. Joker 2 still coming out yep Rob Robin chat said DC, DC is too much of a cluster to fix you have to begin anew which they don't do because mm -hmm. they get mild success in certain films when there's a bomb I agree I didn't mean to cut you off dude Sorry. no absolutely but that's that's the point I'm leading to though like it, yeah. you know Joker 2 is still happening yeah it's like is the Batman 2 still happening yeah That's six projects I've named off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And it's not even... Oh, sorry, Aquaman 2 as well. Seven. Seven projects off the top of my head that are officially still moving forward, that we've got confirmation, essentially, are still moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah? That are from the pre-tenure plan phase. But that's not the only thing, though. Not just It's not even just like, a, okay, we're going to clean slate and we're going to like bring in new actors, so we'll keep the Flash and Aquaman, but we'll bring in new actors for this. 
Yeah. You've got previous DCEU stuff, connected universe stuff with Flash, with Aquaman, with all of that stuff. With um, even with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and all that is all connected because they showed up at the freaking end of Peacemaker, so it's part yeah. of that universe. Well, Cavill didn't. <laughs> Sorry. That that's a whole other thing. You have the perfect <laughs> Superman who is begging for a movie and you won't give it to him. Screw you. Um, <laughs> but like all this DCEU stuff is still going on, and then over here you still have the Batman, mm-hmm. which is separate from this because they've still got Ben Affleck. Not just like he was, he is still showing up for it. Yeah, yeah. And you've still got Robert Pattinson's Batman. And then over here, you've still got Joker, which is separate from both of them. Mm-hmm. You're literally announcing a 10-year start to this build-up for DC Studios, but yet you still can't be, like, all on the same page. You've yep. still got at least three universes happening. Yeah. On the stuff that you've confirmed are still coming out. And so then if you and if you start brand new again, you're just going to muddy the waters with a yep. fourth universe. Yeah, you're going to lose your audience. Like, you could very easily... Okay, Joker's its own thing. You could put that over there. Scrap the DCEU stuff. Start this new universe. The Batman was the kickoff. Mm-hmm. That is, like, universally loved as one of the greatest Batman yeah, movies to come out. It freaking run with that there is nothing that happened in that that you could not build the rest of the dc universe into agreed run with that the flash why are you so sticking to this project ezra miller is bringing down warner brothers in flames at the minute yeah yeah cut him off yep does anyone even remember that the Aquaman movie's coming out because I keep forgetting about it except for the fact that people were talking during the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial that hey she still works for Warner Brothers yeah when they fired him like you know what I mean it's like does it really need to happen and then yeah. Black Adam and Shazam they're pretty much done so release them but like yeah. and that's over yeah and just this is it 2023 we're going to wrap up all the DCEU stuff the last of the movies to come out mm-hmm. and move forward I want to hit chat a little bit. Um, go for it. Isaac Sorry, said, I was on a Isaac, full rant there. No, go no, for it. I, that's why I let you go. So mm-hmm. Isaac said, DC isn't in as, as much of a mess as Sony, so I guess they have that. <laughs> Rob said, I have I have no love for DC movies, but I do think there's an opportunity if they think long-term, like you guys are saying. I think, actually, Marvel's new stories may struggle a bit. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, this is, and this there's, is the perfect time to capitalize on it because Phase 4 has been struggling. Yeah. Hit hard, and I'm like, well, and they, and and we've talked about this a handful of times. Marvel right now is trying to do too much, and the quality is suffering. Where DC will should, if they're starting over, have the opposite problem. They can, can you imagine if DC had a really good foundation? Can you imagine if DC had came forward with this ten year plan idea at San Diego Comic Con and announced it and went, boom, this is where we're going? Yeah. Instead, they laid back and went, we're not going to announce anything. And Marvel came in and went, oh, here's what's coming for us. Aha! And this isn't even our big announcement. We got D23 coming up. We'll just yeah. drop some nuggets here. Um, he's, uh, Rob said, Aquaman could have been awesome if they had done it like Logan. Uh, Aquaman Ooh, That could have been good. If they done it in a Logan style, that could have been really interesting. Actually, the thing was, like, if you look at the costuming, I know we're kind of getting off track here a little bit, but if you look at the costuming in the DC movies, they do a really, really good job. Like, I, I in my opinion, I think that costuming in Aquaman is probably one of the best uh, in any DC movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at his his 
his final Aquaman costume, that is legitimately pulled right out of comics. And it looks fantastic. Oh yeah, the costume looks great out of it. I just think, I still stand by, I think it looks weird on Jason Momoa. Do you really? Like that scene where he could, that it's always shown of him coming out of the waterfall and him yeah. standing there and I'm like, dude, you look so not in the right place. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like the freaking, like, he's like the hobo that tries to put on a suit and walk into a nice party and I'm like, it just looks so out of place and I'm like, you're such a cool dude, there's rocker type look to you. Yeah. We're going to put you in the orange and the green and the I'm gold. like, I get it's the freaking like look of him and I love Aquaman's yeah. look, I'm fine with it. I don't think it fits him. <laughs> like at all. Yeah, Isaac said, if they go full wipe, it's going to take another 10 plus years to rebuild oh, yeah. a connected universe. Agreed. I don't think people will still be interested at that point. I agree. I, I mean, in my opinion, I, I said this on Twitter, not that anybody follows me or anything, but uh, I feel like it's just like, it's it's way too late in yeah. order for them to start over. Oh yeah, it's, w- it's way too late to start over. Late. But I guess my point is the fact that like, if you're literally announcing a 10 year plan, at least freaking commit to it. Yeah. They, like you said, they're they, literally they, doing what they've always like done. It's like one foot in, one foot out. Like we're going to start this ten-year plan, but we don't want to like go away all this stuff over here because it's kind of making us money. Yeah. Like commit to the Batman, commit to Joker. Those are like guaranteed paydays. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't care how much production's on it. I don't care the fact that Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are both set to appear in it. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good the audience responses have been at test screenings. The Flash is a risk that is going to lose you money in the long run. 100% it's like it's just it's not worth it Aquaman just put it out it's pretty much done you know it's like same with like Shazam same with Black Adam they're done just drop them but like have that be your cut off it's like they just can't still decide like you're planning a DC Studios and a 10 year plan and you still can't freaking decide what you actually want well and, and there, there's this news about Cavill like there's this news that dropped this weekend about Cavill like is he like we don't know if he's gonna do it because like apparently they've asked him to if he would reprise his role and he doesn't want to do it well yeah because he's been because sh- he's been shouting at them since when did Justice League come out he's been let whenever Justice League came out was it 2015 2016 something like that yeah yeah so like what for five six seven years he has been shouting at them make me superman again yeah they wouldn't even let him cameo in the first shazam movie at that very end scene they have a freaking superman suit walk in for here down like just let him do it he yeah. wants to do it just let him do it so dumb <laughs> that says no one likes ezra miller no uh aquaman is a dark trouble character fighting about what world he wants to side with has uh, when a brother said anything official about cancellations or it's still just rumors? So, um, Batgirl's officially cancelled. I think Supergirl. Batgirl's cancelled and Supergirl is, well. is officially cancelled at this point. Yeah. Flash G- is still a go, apparently. Yeah, Flash has been confirmed to still be coming out. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed that Peacemaker Season 2 is still moving forward. Mm-hmm. But right now, every other property is still kind of up in the air of whether it's officially happening or not. Like, Black Adam is going to happen, so Shazam, they've dropped trailers for those, so I don't see them backing out of those. But everything else is, like, is pretty up in the air at the moment. Yeah. Apparently, Cavill had COVID on the Witcher set. That's why he wasn't at uh, SDCC. Ah, um, that makes sense. Gotta give props to Marvel and Disney, keeping their actors happy until they were done with them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they, they, they knew what they were doing. They kept their actors I, happy, and they also kept their actors on a freaking contract until they were done with them. 
Well, yeah, and they 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 built a community around it. Like you look at the first Avengers, like you know Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, who else? Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. They were like they were tight. They were a tight team. Yeah, they they all did the freaking they all like fellowship of the ring it and got like matching yeah. tattoos and stuff like yeah. that of like because they were like, the original Avengers team and Disney built that like Disney and Marvel they built that they built that camaraderie and it shows on screen even though like Avengers is not my favorite Marvel movie you know you can see there you can see that chemistry that they have in that movie like legitimate chemistry yeah there is like it's believable and it's like whereas like freaking DCU Justice League is like Batman doesn't want to be there. Super, Superman wants to be there but they won't let him Flash yeah. is too busy breaking into people's houses and threatening people Aquaman's yeah. just kind of off to the side doing his own thing and Wonder Woman is kind of like non-existent now because of how hard freaking Wonder Woman 84 bombed yeah that was bad it was a really bad movie it's it a really really, really bad. bad movie and hey, I'll be honest I own the first Wonder Woman it's decent it's a decent movie especially when she goes down at No Man's Land that, that one scene that everybody talks about that's a good scene it's a good scene yeah but the clips from Zack Snyder's Justice League and Shazam 2 trailer are surprising I didn't see that actually I actually have not seen the Shazam 2 trailer Affleck back as Batman uh, and Cavill as Superman I wouldn't be mad do yeah you think actors okay right now are as excited to be super to do superhero films or do they are they preferring to go indie and darker like The Witcher and like in the comics the Mark Miller line of comics I don't know man I feel like there's a lot of people that are clamoring to be in specifically Marvel movies I hear like every week this actor this this actor actress wants to be in a Marvel yeah I think Marvel I think movie. Marvel's like its own property at this point and people still want to be involved in it it's like yeah I don't know part of me kind of feels like maybe it's like the buzz is kind of dying for it a little bit it's like I feel like there was a lot more hype around it it's like San Diego Comic Con was a start of like bringing back that hype but yeah I mean, uh, sp- speaking of like actors wanting to be in the roles, I, mean, I don't want to switch topics, but I, I want to touch on this real quick. So, Giancarlo Esposito, who is who's well known for being the the villain in Breaking Bad, Gus Fring, and being on a couple other shows as well, phenomenal actor, kind of came out this week and he was teasing that he met with Marvel, mm-hmm. and uh, there's he he mentioned a handful of roles, but one specifically that he really wanted to do as Professor X which would be sweet but he also mentioned Magneto Dr. Freeze which I don't know if he was confused um, but Dr. Freeze and then Dr. Doom as well but I could absolutely see him as um, Professor X mm, I don't know I if I can I, I don't know I can if I can see, see him, him as Professor that. X more than I can see him as Dr. Doom let me just put it oh that 100% <laughs> like him as Dr. Doom cast and his awful casting it's as awful like, um, yeah I, just, I don't think he's got like he's got the the presence to a certain extent with the like the intimidating voice a little bit, but I just yeah. don't think he's going to carry Doom the right way. Mm-mm. But I don't know. Maybe we get as Professor X. I don't know if I can see him doing it though. It's like it's just. But then again, maybe I'm just used to seeing him play the villain so often. Yeah, yeah. it's weird thinking of him being one of the heroes. Like I, he plays the bad guy so well. Somebody did a concept image of him as uh, DC's Doctor Freeze, and dude, it looks sweet. Like I could absolutely see him as Doctor Freeze. That'd be an interesting thing. Mr. Freeze, not Dr. Freeze. Mr. Yeah, him as Mr. Freeze would be interesting. Um, but yeah, so do we want to shift over to the Marvel stuff then? Because there's a lot of Marvel topics and Marvel yeah. rumors and different things like that. Because right, I, I think that's the most part of the DC. Is there anything like to wrap up the DC Studios talk before we change over? Yeah. Because um, like, I, I don't think there's anything else to, to just, fully cover. 
the next the next two years are going to be very telling for DC and what they do. I again, I think, I think the number one step that they need to do is hire someone to be in charge of everything, someone with charisma, someone who enjoys yeah. actually enjoys comics and the comic characters. Oh, uh, to leave that off. There was one more DC thing that um, kind of was announced that it's not totally related to this, but before we move over to the Marvel side of things. Um, it was announced that next year, 2023, season 9 of The Flash and The CW is going to be the final season. The Flash is officially finishing on season 9 next year. That'll make it the last of the main universe Arrowverse shows to finally stop. Supergirl's done, Arrow's done, Black Lightning's done. The only ones that are left standing... Um, Naomi's done after a season Legends of Tomorrow's done the only ones left standing now are um, Superman and Lois and Stargirl hmm. for the CW which both of them are on different worlds than the main universe of Flash and Arrow were set Yeah. so like that universe is officially coming to an end now and the right. Flash after nine seasons is officially stopping I bet Grant Austin is like thank the lord and I saw something that was really funny of um, was it just before or just after the premiere of the Flash TV show they announced the Flash movie with Ezra yeah. Miller mm-hmm. and it's release date is basically set after the finale of the Flash show this show has started ran yeah. for 9 seasons and is finishing before this freaking movie is dropping but it was just an interesting thing to announce because, like, I think you and I are haven't been keeping up anything of the shows. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely haven't. I mean, you, I've, you've never I been saw- a big fan of them. I, I gave most of the Arrowverse stuff up until like Crisis and Infinite Earths, and then it's like it literally felt like a slog. The thought of actually trying to get back into it, and I'm like, no, I think I'm done. Yeah, to be super. <laughs> if you super blunt, I probably have not seen ninety percent of the uh, that stuff. Um, it's probably for but the best. I, to be I, I <laughs> I will say, I mean, I saw the first two seasons of Flash, and I thought it was good. It was yeah, good. First couple of seasons um, were decent. I mean, like it's really good. Grant Gustin I was a good a, Flash. I wasn't a huge fan of Arrow, so I didn't really watch that. But I thought the Flash was good, man. I thought Grant Austin was awesome. Um, I it did get a little repetitive as far as the villains, but uh, you know the CGI for a freaking um, WB show or whatever it is, or CW rather. Yeah. CGI was incredible. You know, like yeah, I mean, they, I mean, Gorilla Grodd, they were great. Yeah, I mean, considering it was a TV show on the CW, like, yeah, they actually yeah. pulled off some really good stuff. Like, they don't have budgets for that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, to catch up with chat a little bit, um, Isaac saying, My hype was dying for sure until San Diego Comic Con 2022. Gives me hope for the future of superhero movie genre. Absolutely. I think Phase 5 and 6 of Marvel look phenomenal, and I think we could be back on a good winner here. Uh, Locke saying I quit watching all of them back when Arrow was still on like season 5 or 6 like yeah I wasn't on it that much longer after it to be honest Yeah. Uh, Grant Gustin should be the only choice for the movie Flash like yeah I still stand by that Grant Gustin did a great job he'd have been great to do an interconnected universe with and have him be the Flash but sadly it was not meant to be hey Arrow's Babel Nerd welcome on in what's up man uh, Flash was a good show it was initially the initial part of the Flash was really good. Afterwards, it just it became too CWE. Yeah, yep. That's that's a good adjective. CWE. You know, 
see if you say a show is like something that should be on the CW, everyone knows it's what you not, mean. Yeah, they, they know, know exactly. They what know you what you mean when you say that, and it's like, yeah, why DC like started putting their shows out on there? I don't know. I think it was just to try and get that younger teen kind of audience, but yeah. Uh, as well, I said, yeah, first few seasons of Arrow and The Flash were pretty good. I feel like one of the drawbacks for the CW shows that they just kept creating drama, and they just kept creating drama for the whole purpose of keeping the shows going. Absolutely, straighten your back, not that Adam. I will do indeed. Oh, shoulders yeah, and neck um, popped. But yeah, like, I guess I don't have anything else for DC. So if we want to like drop in, a yeah. Stuff. So I think that's it for the DC stuff. If anyone else has got it, please throw stuff in chat. We absolutely love to keep the conversation going with that. We are going to jump over to some of the Marvel conversations. One quick hit, real quick, before we get into She-Hulk, because I definitely want to talk about She-Hulk. Um, so they dropped a bit of casting news for Fantastic Four, which I don't know if you missed this or not. Oh, I have not heard um, this. Mr. Jamie Dornan of Fifty Shades of Grey fame. He is I, I won't hold that against him. <laughs> possibly, possibly set to play the Beyonder. The Beyonder? The Beyonder. So from 1984's Secret War, uh, which I have not read yet, um, but yeah, so that I don't, I didn't read the whole article, but they, they, it was basically borderline confirmed, I guess, at least based off what I saw. Oh, and he's gonna be playing the Beyonder. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That could be interesting. That makes it really intriguing for where they're going, and um, right. where they're going to be going with the Fantastic Four if the Beyonders getting in. But it makes sense that the Beyonder would be someone getting cast if they're going for Secret Wars. Like he could be a factor in that. Because mm-hmm. the first Secret Wars he was part of, mm-hmm. um, and they're probably going to do a kind of merger of the both. Um, he was good in Once Upon a Time. My oh, that's right. He good. was in Once Upon a Time. He played the Huntsman, didn't he? He's like he's like gone after season one or two. I completely forgot. Same he as in this, uh, same as what's his face. Um, Sebastian Stan was also in Once Upon a Time for the first like season. Dude, gu- uh, Gus from Good Grief. Uh, Giancarlo was in <laughs> Once Upon a Time too. He was the Magic Mirror, dude. So he is. Yeah. Phenomenal yeah, dude, cast. Wife, I, I love Once Upon a Time, except the last season. It should have dude, ended. The, the second I, last I, season should have been the ending. They went, we're going to kind of reboot it, and I'm dude, like, no, no. I, I'm not exaggerating. My wife loves that show, okay? But I, I'm not exaggerating. That show has the worst CGI I have ever seen in my life. It like, wasn't. There's, as, no, there's no question. It wasn't as bad in the beginning, and I think because in the beginning you kind of accept that it's not going to have amazing CGI. And then as the show went on, you're like, come on, you've got a better budget than this, you're ABC, you're a Disney-owned thing. It's so bad, it's so bad. Everything that uses special effects is just so incredibly bad. Uh, sorry, so bad. I do want to I do want to catch a couple of things here in chat as well. Uh, yes, adds, Manu Bennett as Slade Wilson was phenomenal. I thought that was great casting for him, he was really good as Deathstroke. Um, uh, Manu Bennett, he played Deathstroke in the Arrowverse, like in Arrow and stuff, mm. and he was really good in that. He, done, he was the big bad in Arrow Season 2. I like the guy who played him in uh, oh, what's it called? What's the one on HBO Max called? Titans. On Titans, the dude who plays, yeah, uh, he Death was cool. Titan. Dude, he's he was good, good at that. Um, Isaac is well saying the dunes for Gotham Knights. So I want to address this because I meant to mention it as well. All right. uh, Gotham Knights and the CW, they were there was a post that went out that this had been cancelled. The internet erupted in elation. <laughs> they did legitimately this started getting shared everywhere to the point of like everyone thought it was cancelled until they literally had to like the guy came out and said like look 
he was saying it didn't even make sense what he said he said like oh I was saying yeah it was cancelled in response to all these other yeses so I thought it was actually happening and it's like didn't want to check your source or anything okay Um, but like basically it has not been confirmed as cancelled I didn't realise we had so many once upon a time fans yeah I'm going to say everyone's popping off off. right up until the Frozen stuff yeah the Frozen stuff felt very pushed on at log because it was clear that it wasn't like drawing from like obviously there was a lot of Disney influence but as soon as like Frozen stuff showed up you're like well it's clearly Disney now because that's a that's specifically a Disney property Um. Basically, need to do a freaking Once Upon a Time episode at some point, which oh, I'm all for. Apparently. I love Once Upon we're a Time. Get, we got to get Joey on there for it. So. Yeah, I love the Once Upon a Time stuff. Like the last season was like completely not worth it because everybody was gone apart from like two of the original actors, mm. and it didn't make sense. It's like you should have just stopped. Um, but yeah, it's like Rumpelstiltskin was a great character from Rumpelstiltskin. I will die on a hill. He was a phenomenal character. Freaking Robert Carlyle is Rumpelstiltskin. And once upon a time is like some of the best villain casting ever. He was amazing. But what are you biting your hand about? Don't even say it. I'm I'm not I'm I'm good. I'm not saying anything. Uh huh. <laughs> Thanks for the Lord guys. You disagree, yeah, don't Marvel. you? You've got you've got you got that look <laughs> so, yeah, in your Marvel? face there. Marvel. Hey, I've I've lost enough geek cred. I'm not going any step. I'm not taking another step further. So I feel like we should just transition already. Yeah, thank you. See, Locke backs me up here. Locke, Locke getting his shoe in here as a replacement on the show, apparently. <laughs> hey, man, you like what you like. And you don't I, like... As, as, my, as my memo would say, bless your soul. It's like, you like what you like, and you don't like things that are going to get you crucified by the comic book community. <laughs> oh, let's transition to Marvel before Nitro Six's yeah, foot in his mouth again. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of announcements. Um... I'm trying to think. Of, sorry, I'm watching chat run by there. I was like, I'm trying to think of the one to start with. So, do we want to let's do, let's do, do, do we want to okay. start with the She-Hulk stuff? Let's do She-Hulk first. So let's, let's start off with like the <clears throat> we got the trailer for She-Hulk. We well, got. Let's look. go back to the first trailer though. Oh, we're gonna. I go... think we need to set some context. Okay. Right. All right. Let's go back so, to the first trailer then. All right. So the first trailer dropped maybe <coughs> a couple. We say a couple months ago or a month. Yeah, ago? Yeah, it, it was a little while ago now. Universally panned for just just awful CGI. I mean, the CGI was pretty bad in the trailer would you agree mm-hmm. there were screenshots comparing it to like uh the goombas from the super mario <laughs> super mario movie back in the day it didn't look good it looked like she was no. deathly ill yeah she had that a green L- she didn't have a green hue about her as if she was a hulk she had a green hue about her as if she was really really sick it, it had that uncanny valley like are they look is that is are they looking at me their mouth is not moving when they're talking type thing um it had nothing to do with the fact that the main character is a woman. Nothing at all. Oh, no, CGI absolutely not. Bad. So they released the second trailer over, I think, this week, I think. Um, CGI is notably improved. Notably oh. improved. Uh, doesn't mean it's good. There was, there, that doesn't mean it's good. And there were still <laughs> it's, some parts in, there were still it's better. Parts. That doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> there were still some parts in the trailer where we were like, good. So, the director came out this week um, and said, you know, in terms of CGI being critiqued, I do think that has to do with our culture's belief in the ownership of women's bodies. I think a lot of the critique comes from the feeling that they're able to tear apart a CGI woman. There's a lot of talk about about her body type. Keep going, give me one sec. You keep chatting, keep telling them.
there's a lot of talk about her body type and you know we base her a lot on olympian athletes and not bodybuilders but i think if we if we'd gone the other way we would be facing the same critique um i need i need everybody in chat i need everybody in chat to go to google and type in red herring definition okay red herring definition I, i'm gonna pull it up for you so you don't have to do that okay what's going on um, what we did hold on hold on uh, we're looking at the definition for red herring. Uh, a red herring is something that misleads or detracts from the relevant or important question. So it's basically changing the subtext of an argument. <laughs> so the, the argument has nothing to do with her as a woman. No one has Not ever any said anything against the fact the no CGI affected her as a woman. I'm like, she no. looks fine. That was never the issue. The issue was the CGI sucked. She looks like and a big, she looks like a big muscular woman, which is what she hopes meant to look like. Like correct. <laughs> and, and and listen. I know there's some stuff out there about the Marvel CGI artists that getting underpaid. I, let's take that as awful as that is and set it over here to the side for a second. And we're not going to talk about that for a second. I understand that's an issue and I'm not trying to minimize that. I'm actually just talking about what was presented to us mm -hmm. and what the director is saying. Yeah. The CGI is not up to par. Right? I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. On the standard you're, you're basing your whole show on a CGI character. Yeah. It needs to be to a certain level at least. I'm not saying it has to be perfect. Like, Avengers in-game like Thanos level but you need to it needs to be up to a certain level where you where there's a suspension of disbelief right but the thing is they're not it's not even a case of like a TV budget on it as well that they're presenting it like it's part of the MCU and presenting it like there's no difference between these shows than the movies mm -hmm. it's like they, you need to give them the budget of that and it's like and I know CGI is expensive as chat's saying but it's like this is Disney for Marvel. Marvel is basically your cash cow right now for Disney. Mm -hmm. It's one of your guaranteed cash cows. Freaking put some money into it then. Mm -hmm. Like, don't rest in your laurels and don't give me the crap of like that. They don't have the money for it. Like, we talked about it. Look at the early stuff. The Iron Man suit in the early movies looked phenomenal and it was mostly CGI. And that was like, what? nearly 15 years ago it's still it's still one of the best suits in my opinion yeah <clears throat> man you know and it's like it's there's just something about it and it's like and it's like hulks i don't know if i'm just more used to hulks but there was definitely something off with his a little bit as well i felt i didn't feel like it was as bad as hers though mm -hmm. but maybe that's just because we've seen hulk for that long so it's like used to be at least to the level of howard the dunk <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like it's the CG is a problem. It is not about her body issues. She looks like well, she's meant to. She looks like a big Amazonian type woman. She looks like a you know a big like bodybuilding type female physique, and it's like that's what she's meant to look like. There's nothing wrong with her body type. She looks good in terms of the body shape. There's nothing off about it. You know what I mean? It's like I have no problem with her like. Not that I it matters, but the structure of her body. That was never the issue. The issue is literally here, in my opinion. The liter the issue is literally here. Mm -hmm. Like you you're looking at her and she's supposed to be there and it's just weird. It's Which is just, weird because it just the, looks weird. It's bizarre because they use all that motion capture technology like to capture the facial movement and expressions. It's so bizarre. Uh 
Rob's saying it's like it creates an interesting problem. Not enough top tier CG artists to do all the TV shows, or the budget is so significantly smaller. They can't use the high priced guys that they're busy doing films anyway. Mm. Absolutely, which that's one of the things we talked about in one of our recent episodes when we done the review of um, Thor: Love and Thunder. We talked about Phase Four and like are they starting to spread themselves too thin? Yeah. We talked about the fact that Feige's starting to do it, and maybe that's affecting the quality of stuff. But maybe the rest of them are as well. If you've got like a living freaking properties coming out in a year or two, mm-hmm. like the CG artists that are doing the top tier stuff can't do all of that. So maybe they're right. trying to bring in people that they're not paying well enough, that are not getting enough time to put this stuff out. Yeah, you know, it's like it just wasn't. It wasn't good. Like, and the thing is. I know as well. I think that's the thing as well. Is like, there's nothing else to bounce it off of. Everyone's focused on the CGI, but that's because in the trailers, there's not really a lot of stuff t- to say. Well, at least the show's doing this. Mm-hmm. Literally, all we've seen from the trailers is that she's being a lawyer, which we knew, mm-hmm. and Bruce trying to kind of train her on her Hulk stuff, which apparently she doesn't need training in because she's freaking perfect at it and can outdo yeah. the Hulk. Which I'm like. I don't think there's ever been a thing in the comics where like She-Hulk could outdo like a full-blown Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean. So I'm like, that was a little bit like I just I felt like, and I'm not against her doing all this stuff. I'm not against her doing all the stuff she could do in the trailer. I'm just against the fact of like all of a sudden like Hulk seems to be incapable of doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. You literally had a whole thing in freaking Thor Ragnarok between him and Thor about who the strongest Avenger was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but. Yeah, it's like it's, it was weird. Well, and you're, I mean, we're, you're also coming from our perspective as well. Like, I didn't know about the Hulk. I didn't know a lot about the Hulk when we started the stream, but you know, after a few uh, square goes and learning about how powerful the Hulk was and some of his feats in the comics, he can destroy planets. Like, he is ridiculously OP. And I realize you need to tame that down for film and stuff like that, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely an issue, Rob. In the comics industry, like, there's so many options out there, and like about half of them, if you're lucky, are worthwhile checking out. Yeah, you know. But the one thing I'm super hyped for that we're getting with She-Hulk, and let me bring up a picture of it because we oh, got yeah. a picture. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know where you're going. You all ready this. for this? Let's do it. Look at that costume. Daredevil is appearing 100 percent. And she hulk and the old school yellow and red look but if you look at the suit it looks pretty much the same as his netflix show one just yeah. a color variation on it and i think it looks pretty sweet actually yeah you know, I, I this looks awesome i'm i'm what i'm gonna be watching she hulk for him i am not making yeah, any qualms about it 100 <laughs> percent. I, I think when when daredevil netflix came out at when and we first got the reveal of the costume at the end of season one i was like it's good it's good but you know i think the longer the show went on i was like okay it's sweet it's practical it makes sense i love it i and i like that they're kind of keeping the design but they're changing the color scheme it looks so sweet yeah i think it's cool i i'm not gonna lie i love the the costume from it you can even see it behind me over there. Like I literally yeah. have a statue of Charlie Cox's Daredevil like on yeah. my shelf behind me. Like I I love Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I love the costume. I love all that stuff. And the fact that he's the fact that we've confirmed that he's not only now getting his own show, he's appearing mm-hmm. in She-Hulk. So like No Way Home wasn't just this one-off little thing. It's like yeah. it's literally 
I mean, he's universally loved as as Daredevil. Yeah, and then uh, Rob says, "Well, Punisher should continue as well, like ten years after the first two seasons from Netflix." Yeah, yeah. one hundred percent. That's that's my next goal. Now that we've got Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio back in as their characters, like my next pitch is like John Bernthal as Punisher. Yeah. Don't at me. He needs to come back. He was freaking perfect. He was amazing. I loved the Punisher show as well. The only thing I want to see is I want not to that Adam. Movie. If that is true, one hundred percent, I will be one of the most hyped people in the world if Bernthal <laughs> comes back for Thunderbolts. I will be so excited. I want to see a street level story with um, Daredevil, Punisher, and Spider Man going against Kingpin. I would mm. love to see Tom Holland's Spider Man against Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. I would well, love. Hey, doors are wide open for that now because Spider Man's basically been left with a blank slate after No Way Home, so maybe we'll see more of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I still stand by it. One of the things I want to see in the MCU is Spider Man facing off with Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Yes. yes. I've, I've been saying that for two years, and yeah, we might I actually be getting it at some point so soon. Funny. I'm like, because oh, so that excited. scene, that scene with um. With Daredevil beating the brakes off of uh, Kingpin at the end of Daredevil, when he's like screaming in his face. On oh, season three, in the oh, in Kingpin's gosh. apartment, and he's just smashing yes. into him and just like just oh, letting man. loose. It's like yeah. the best oh, things man. about it are the two of them going off each other, and um, the next best bit in Daredevil was him and John Bernthal, for, at least for the beginning of season two. Oh yeah, yeah. And the stuff with Daredevil and Punisher. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Like that conversation on the rooftop when he's got him tied up is like it's so good. Just talking yeah. to each other, they are their characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lockstead is like basically the defenders, but you know, good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you want to see the MCU version of Marvel Knights Nitro? Like, yeah, I, I think he does. I do as well. Like, I want to see the Marvel Knights come in. Why not? We're getting Black Knight and Blade and Ghost Rider starting yeah, to get rumoured. And... Hands down, best which, convo of all time in Marvel. <laughs> which, yes. Which, by the by the way, like, mm. do you think they'll bring Danny Ketch or Johnny Blaze <sighs> or both? Or um, what's the what's the new one's name that was on? Uh, oh, on Robbie Reyes. Yeah, yeah. Since. Because that's the thing, I don't know how much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is considered canon now, because it was essentially almost like a write-off until they kind of started talking about bringing Chloe Bennett in. Yeah. To like Secret Invasion, which I'm kind of like... <clears throat> I really don't get why everybody's such a big fan of hers. I get she's hot, but like that's it. Yeah. Like, literally, that's why she's so popular, because she's a I hot chick. I wasn't a fan of a character. The character's not that exciting the way she plays yeah. her. I wasn't that into it, but I'm like, it's like, oh yeah, she's this young hot woman, and it's like, and she does all the sexy posing on her social media. It's like, okay, why not? No. But like, I, they've done Robbie Reyes, so I'm my worry is that they wouldn't go that path again. I would love to see now that they're pushing for R-rated stuff because they have announced that Marvel Zombies will be like R-rated. It's mature. I would love to see a solo Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider series but I would love to see uh, Johnny Blaze and like a Marvel Knights Midnight Suns sort of stuff yeah Danny Ketch has got the iconic look from the comics mm-hmm. but I think Marvel like Johnny Blaze is the bigger known name because of the previous um, 
like Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies. Yeah. yeah. And from the comics, Johnny, um, uh, he's like crossed over with other characters. He's crossed over with all this stuff. And the way that Marvel repatches the comics a little bit, they've almost like rewrote it as Johnny Blaze is that version. So yeah. Danny Ketch is almost kind of been pushed out. So yeah, I think that's if the we. One that- if that's we the one that I grew up with. Yeah, if we see someone crossing over, I have a feeling it'll be Johnny Blaze. Mm. But I love the Robbie Reyes stuff because because I'm a big proponent and I've always said it. I, I'm usually a big fan of someone tries to do something different. Mm. And I appreciated someone doing a Ghost Rider and try to do something different. It isn't just a guy in a leather jacket on a bike. It's like he's got a you know a muscle car, which makes sense for the era it came out. And it was very Fast and the Furious era when that came out and muscle cars were a big thing. And it's not the spirit of vengeance, it's like this evil spirit of his uncle and stuff that's inhabiting him, and it's a very different story, and I appreciate that. And then also Robbie Reyes is a very relatable character because of the stuff going on with his younger brother and him being sick and all that stuff. Like, I think that could be a really good solo series. And then incorporate Johnny Blaze into the crossover stuff. And that's just my take on it, though, but I yeah. don't know what you think about bringing Ghost Rider I don't know, like, part Part of me is like, you know, they have the Nicolas Cage, Johnny Blaze stuff. They have the Robbie Reyes uh, stuff from S.H.I.E.L.D., which I don't... I, I think they're kind of like saying, yeah, we don't care about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they're not really pulling anything from it. No, I mean, the, they've, it, shared, they've shared some stuff, but they're not really pulling anything from it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has referenced the MCU a couple of times, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has never really referenced... Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, I think... I think it would be a good opportunity for them to use the Ghost Rider character, but use someone that does somebody that, that the people don't really know, like Danny Ketch, because he was the Ghost Rider for a while, at least from what I remember. Because I, I grew up with that version of him, and that, like to your point, I think Johnny Blaze kind of really took the place of him, and like it kind of rewrote that to him, like he is the Ghost Rider. He is Ghost Rider to yeah. a lot of people, but I think it'll be a cool opportunity for them to bring in a different version that not a lot of people know. Um, yeah absolutely you can, you can kind of you know what they've done in the past they've taken backstory from this character and this character and kind of put it into this character you could take a little bit about you know a little bit from Johnny Blaze a little bit uh, uh, from the other from the other Johnny Blaze not Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider I can't think of his name again I just had it Danny Cage Robbie Reyes yeah, Robbie Reyes that's it and kind of put it into Danny Cage or like you said Robbie Reyes I think it's cool I think the bike on fire is just an iconic thing that they're going to keep it's an iconic so, thing I can I can see. I just I, I like the younger characters like Robbie Reyes and stuff and them doing something different. And I think it could tell an interesting story, which I, I desperately think Marvel needs right now as a story to draw people in. Although like Ad says, why not all three? <laughs> right. Let's have three Ghost Rider, we've got everything else. Um, and he's asking, is the caretaker a ghost rider in the comics or was that just in the film? I think I wanna say there is an older ghost rider we meet at some point. But I don't know if it's specifically the caretaker. I think that might just be more of a thing for the film, but I'm not entirely sure. Ghost Rider isn't one of my deep dives that I'm totally aware of. Um, not that Adam saying, okay, but hear me out. Nicholas Cage comes into the MCU as Mephisto. <laughs> I think they've already cast somebody as Mephisto in a in a. Either that, or they're just continue, either that or just continuing to lead everybody on like they have been since One Division. Um, and yeah, that that scene, not that Adam from the comic of Punisher and Daredevil on the roof that they recreated in the show, like it's yeah. it's so freaking good. Um, 
And look, yeah, I don't think it's part of that. I think it's more multiverse of anything. But like, I don't know with them announcing Daisy Ridley coming in to Secret Invasion possibly, and the talks of Chloe Bennett being part of it. It's like I don't know what's what with that now. It's mm. it's whatever. They'll do what they want to do with it. But yeah, yeah, it'll be. Interesting. I don't know how we got on the Ghost Rider thing. I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine I, with I, it. It's kind of where everything's I, going. I, I, I can't wait for Ghost Rider, man. It's <clears> sweet. Alright, so let me just check some of the other stuff from our... I want to make sure I'm hitting everything. Oh, that's the one I was going to say. Moon Knight. Season 2. May or may not be filming right now. Why else would you be in Cairo? That, that's According to Oscar Isaac, that's why they're in Cairo. Because like he was asked, like the director... I completely forgot the director's name, but the director from Moon Knight... And Oscar Isaac are both in Cairo, both doing stuff. And when asked like about Moon Knight season two, he said, "Why else would we be in Cairo?" The most confirmation, non-confirming way to say <laughs> that ever. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, so it might be moving forward. We're getting hints at it. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that, or at least hoped it was going. Otherwise, that was a really bad way to end the first season. I hope to get more of him in his costume beating the brakes off of supernatural creatures. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. Have you heard anything about Werewolf by Night? I haven't heard any updates on that. I've heard it's happening. I've heard it's happening as that's well. Other than that, and yes, look, I did say Daisy Ridley. I realized after what I meant, Daisy Johnson from the <laughs> comics. I completely said Daisy Ridley. No idea why that was where I went with that one, but um, um uh, there's a reason Bennett pulled out of the Powerpuff Girls. That's true. Uh, what did you think of Moon Knight? Have you guys seen the, uh, been to San Diego Comic Con? Any plans to go some year? Just to present all the hype of the new stuff. 100% I would love I, to I go love to San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. I do not have money to go to San yeah. Diego Comic Con to either buy a ticket, to buy a flight, to buy a hotel, on its own, let alone all yeah. three. Yeah, because like it, to fly out of where we are, you're looking at a minimum $300. Yeah, we're like the other Cal end of the country. Like, yeah, to fly to California, yeah, forget about it. Yeah, um, I think it's more but, realistic that at some point we're going to end up at New York Comic Con. I think there's a big plan for us to eventually do that, because mm -hmm. um, that's just like not that far from us. It's like just up the coast sweet. from us and be able to do that New York awesome. Comic Con. Um, or we could do a Midwest Comic Con, Rob. Just saying, we could, we could, we could do it. Yeah, Rob Saltz, who's a who pictures came out of C two E two of him with our good friend Daniel Hancock from Terminus Media. Um. What do we think of Moon Knight though? I'll let you. I'll let you go, Cross, on that one. Overall, I enjoyed Moon Knight. A yep. lot of people like to give it a lot of hate, and I think I said this in the show like a few weeks ago as well. Like I don't quite understand where all the hate came from, mm -hmm. because when the show was coming out, everybody seemed to love it, and then all of a sudden this massive amount of hate hit it, and I'm like, I don't get why. Yeah. I don't even like there was none of this when the show was coming out to this extent, but I overall liked it. I don't think it was perfect, mm -hmm. and I think it kind of missed the landing a little bit on the final episode personally mm -hmm. but yeah overall I enjoyed the show overall I thought, I thought it was really it was cool well. I thought it, it was the best when he was in his costume and he was beating the brakes off of supernatural creatures I did think Ethan Hawke was awesome yes awesome 100% Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke made that Perfect. show Yeah, and I love Oscar Isaac I think he's mm -hmm. great um, and... I would probably give that show like a 7 out of 10 7 and a half maybe it and wasn't it... perfect yeah. and yeah absolutely adds we need season 2 because we need to see more of Jake Lockley 100% we got that little we got glimpses of what he would do throughout it and then saw him right at the end so we need more of that 
Um, Isaac saying, I heard the report that Werewolf by Night will be a classic horror, like cheesy practical effects, possibly black and white. Hmm. I'd be okay with that, actually, because I'm, I'm always good for Marvel pushing boundaries and doing different things, so moving a bit more into the the classic horror stuff, if it's done intentionally that way, could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Head Werewolf by Night's theme song is going to be Who Let the Dogs Out by the Bahamian. <laughs> uh, I just had Daniel here for C2E2, you can stay with me next March. Well, well, well. Well, I guess I know where we're going in March. <laughs> birthday, what, what? Birthday. They're going to say, it's like, yeah, your birthday plans are cancelled, dude. We got we got bigger stuff now. <laughs> you two put on your own Comic-Con. It's like, I wish. I would dude, love to put awesome. on, I'd love to put on their own Comic-Con. I ain't got the money <laughs> to do that, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would. Um, I know you're not talking to me, but you keep saying Rob, and I keep, I keep getting confused. Okay, Locke, we have never, ever... In the two years I've known you, called you Rob. Never have I ever referred to you as Rob. <laughs> I I literally forget your name is Rob. You are just Locke. Uh, after which episode did you all did all the hate come? Honestly, actually, I think all the hate came like right after it. It was after the show dropped because a lot of people weren't happy with the finale, and I didn't think the finale was overly strong either. But it didn't come as just hate for the finale. It started becoming hate for the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, there's been none of this for the last six weeks, so I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Um, yeah. And hey, Malik, got a little shout out for you there. How are you doing? Sorry, I'm trying to go down chat. Chat is popping off today. <laughs> Dude, it really is. Official invite. All right, we're going to hold you at that, Rob. Man. All right, all right. I guess I know where we're going. Yeah, your your plans are literally cancelled, dude. I can't cancel them, but we, I can add. I can try to add to them. You're cancelled. They're cancelled now. <laughs> dude, you realize the offer in front of us? They're cancelled. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know that's why you're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so we talked about the midnight thing. Okay. One of the ones I've been waiting for, because I have a picture again for this one. Uh oh. You did prep. What are you talking I... about? You don't take notes anymore. You prepped. You I got prepped. pictures because the visuals I, of these I'm are feeling, needed. Yeah. This I, I need to set my game up. This is a fan art based on concept art of Modoc. For Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. I'm just gonna let that face sit there and look at you for a minute because it's not real right, lot. It's it's not real, but it's based off of what we saw what they saw in the trailer from Comic Con. That's what This is, is a fan rendering based on the concept art of it. So it's based off of what they seen on the trailer that was released that we've not officially seen yet. Mm. I bring it up because we have to talk about it because literally kind of like with Gotham Knights whether or not it's real or not we have to at least address the floating head in the room somebody <laughs> said can... you know it's bad when the Avengers game has a better MODOK than the Marvel movie yeah okay Locke I, I would be okay with that like that flash of MODOK if that's the back of his chair I will be fine I will back off completely if Megatron was a Transformer baby <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it should be in Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If that's the design, all right. So I have heard though. I have heard some context on mm-hmm. this. Yeah, absolutely. I just, heard... I'm showing the picture because I need to show everybody what we're working with. All right. So one, it's not an official <coughs> fan art. It's, uh-huh. it's not an official image from the movie. Not official. Understood. Not confirmed. It, it's based off of what was seen in the trailer, though. My understanding. Uh, also, in addition, I think apparently this is how he starts out. We do get a shot of his actual face behind that mask towards the end of the movie. <laughs> I, my understand again. My understanding. Sorry, I'm laughing at Loggy's like, Ross, that's how I'm getting myself to sleep at night, believing that. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, but yeah, of course, all the pictures have been coming out of the Avengers game, which, by the way, you can go to our YouTube channel and check out my gameplay of the Avengers game. I did play it on stream, and it is archived there for you. Yes, it is. Cheap plug. Um, <laughs> it's one of your favorite games you've ever played, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the Modoc at the end of that story trailer is amazing because you literally throughout the game see the progression of him as the head scientist in AIM experimenting on himself and becoming Modoc because he was originally a guy until he yep. gets into the seat and it's different from the comic version the look of him is very different but it still keeps intact what the whole story of him is Yeah. the problem with this one is it looks like just a robot mm -hmm. it looks like we're doing the crappy CGI story ripping off a little bit of what we tried to do in Age of Ultron and it's like Modok is like one of the big bads leading up AIM AIM has been referenced in the MCU at this point obviously it was literally the big bad for <clears throat> in Iron Man 3 but it hasn't been touched in a long time because that was like what 2013 Iron Man 3 came out and well oh literally God. like 10 years ago and it's it's never been referenced since this of course as we said is a concept art the problem is it seems to miss the whole point of the character. When that crappy Hulu show of Modoc has a more accurate looking Modoc than the freaking MCU, you have a problem. Yeah. And I will die on a hell that that show is trash. Even by comedy standards, it's trash. It's Pretty not bad. a good show. I love Patton Oswalt. He's amazing. He's hysterical. This was not his thing. Yeah, this was this was not how the show to lift him and elevate him further. That's absolutely being pipped the troll. We yeah. all know this. Locke, don't even at me. Don't say you're going to argue that. Of course you liked it, Locke. <laughs> of course you did. I am sorry. It is trash. And if you liked it, fair enough. I'm very aware. I I come from the UK. I've got a very different sense of humour from a lot of Americans. There's a lot of American comedies and humour that I don't like. And part of it is the culture. But like I, I, I couldn't even get through the first episode. I'm like, this is just. Right, I think I stopped mid episode too. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But I was okay, like, Isaac. Yeah, Hit Monkey is the rare thing. Like Hulu put out a Hulu exclusive Marvel show in Hit Monkey that should not have been good, and it is. I don't know how they pulled it off. It's 100 a one off. But like they did it with Hit Monkey. But yeah, I was not a fan of Modok. But at least the character looked accurate. This 100% could be Modok. It could be that it's a mask or something and it lifts up and he's in there. It could be the back of the chair and there's a concept based on it. There could be a bunch of explanations. This is not a yeah. definitive thing. My worryment is, like, what direction are they going with? Because this looks very much like AI taking over like, yeah. the role in AIM rather than the mad scientist that is Modok. You know, and don't get me wrong, Modok's not exactly a massive thing. Modok's, you know almost a joke at this point in Marvel as it is but but yeah what was your thoughts on seeing the concept art and the possible Modoc? I thought it was awful like the entire the entire absurdity of Modoc. I don't know a ton about Modoc, but the entire absurdity of him is just seeing this giant floating head talking to you yeah that, that is a, a human face stretched out tiny arms and tiny legs as absurd as that is the 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 horror because it he is like a horror character the yeah. horror of it is seeing this giant human face stretched out talking to you from this mechanical robot body 
not a robot face. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, again, we're missing a lot of context uh, about the image, and we're missing, you know, what it actually is and what it actually isn't. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to wait to see, just like I try to do all the time, but it looks corny. Yeah. It does. We'll let you see with it. But speaking as well of Patton Oswald, he may have also let slip in an interview yep. recently and details that Eternals 2 is officially on the books. Mm-hmm. Um, of course... Chloe Zhao is going to direct. Yep, director's coming back for it, hinting at um, Harry Styles and himself coming back as... Um, what's his face? I forgot Harry Styles' character. I completely blanked on the name. Uh, Eros. As Eros, yeah. Eros, and, yep, yep. And Pip the Troll um, coming back because he obviously came in at the end credits scene. It was setting up stuff with them. It was left on a cliffhanger, but apparently he is essentially confirmed before Marvel has that this is happening. We all presumed that it was that it was going ahead. We all presumed there's probably going to be an announcement at D23, if not later on, that it's happening. Star Fox, not Adam. Yeah, that's yep. his name. Thank you. I'm like, I, I had the name in my head. It was like there. I just it's couldn't. Eros, though, right? I thought it was Eros. Yeah, Star Fox is like his, his superhero name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Eternals 2... Yeah, the Rob's like, what? Eternals 2? Why? Okay, Rob, please don't... Please don't, uh, don't disown me, Rob, but I actually, I actually kind of dug Eternals. <laughs> I liked it. It's more it's it. Almost it like that's a question. Movie. It wasn't the best movie. Most like that's a question or partnership. He, he's, deleting, he's deleting our messages now. Hopefully uh, we'll read the audience. Didn't, I didn't mind it. <laughs> um, hopefully they'll read the re- reaction and feedback, a trailer for Ant-Man Quantumania. I think they will make it work somehow. I really like the costume design from the first two movies. I'm guessing they threw something together for the trailer and maybe still designing him. That's it. It's like it's from an yeah, early trailer. Sense. It might not be finished CGI. And this trip, the stuff that they've shown so far, looks pretty decent. So, um, yeah. But the Eternal stuff is like, yeah, it's like the Eternals of was very much a kind of hit and miss, mostly miss for people. There was very few that kind of came out and went, "This is amazing." Um, no, no, we're not. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> absolutely going to be joking about Eternals too. It's not been again. It's not been officially confirmed by Marvel yet. It's not on the slate for Phase Five or Six yet. But like Pat and Oswald has said that they should be coming back for it, and the director's coming yep. back for it, and everything. So it's basically waiting to hear it. Um, and that's the thing. Like there's Phase Five. There's still room for stuff to be put in there if they want. Technically, Phase Six is still an open slate of what we could be seeing. Like we bet you know I mean the only things we know for that are the Avengers movies and Fantastic Four at this point yeah so that could easily be a you know a D23 announcement and um, D23 is going to break the internet yeah Eternals wasn't amazing but it was okay I do feel we need another one though to redeem the setup they tried to do in the first one as inaccurate as it was yeah Star Fox is Thanos' brother absolutely as he is I wonder if they'll reference that now that he's definitely like if they do the sequel and he's definitely in it if they'll reference the fact that Thanos was his brother Eternals 2 Avengers Eternals 2 Electric Boogaloo (laughs) but yeah it's like so we might be getting Eternals 2 which is a likelihood for the Phase 6 slate yeah (coughs) like I said we don't have anything really announced for that except Fantastic Four to kick it off and the double Avengers feature to end it Um, one thing one thing that I've been thinking about obviously there's a contract with Fox and the X-Men to where they can't recast any of the X-Men until 2025 so I'm really curious to see what they're gonna do like Ooh, in the next that was, couple years that was another rumor i seen circulating that kind of goes against that actually really was apparently there was a rumor that there's a show that 
in early talks for development there's nothing official of it yet and I, there's no confirmation from any like major source it's just a rumor i've seen going around that they're working on a storm show that could be an, a good end for the x-men if they did work on a storm show and um, sadly we don't have the Chala anymore because of Chadwick Boseman's passing and that was her link but Storm does have a big link to Wakanda she was married to T'Challa for a long time and was the queen of Wakanda for a while <coughs> so stupid how they divorced him in the comics they should have just kept her because heaven forbid in Marvel and DC any married couples stay happy um, but yeah so that could be a good end for the X-Men there with that one they yeah. better not, not that Adam. They better not. Dasi Four is going to subvert expectations and recast Miles Teller's Top Gun mustaches, Reed Richards. <laughs> so they did reference him as Thanos' brother in the scene. Did they? Oh, did they? I don't remember that actually. I need to go back and check that. I I literally don't remember that. I might have just been so, you know, brain dead by the end of that movie. I don't remember it, but you know, I don't know why Andrew doesn't remember it. It's his favorite MCU movie ever. You know. uh, that's actually not what I said. But okay. <laughs> what do you know? You're the Griffin man of Thanos. He says the Prince of Titan, brother of Thanos. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you? What What is your opinion, Matt? You're the guy that thinks Avengers is trash. So, do we need to go over this again? <laughs> uh, we need to go over this again. I was having a bad moment. A bad forever. Moment. I will go I was, over I was, this forever. I was having a bad day, a bad internet <laughs> moment, and I, I, I unceremoniously said. The Avengers is garbage tier, okay? I don't really think Avengers is garbage tier. I, I, I feel like I need to make that super clear. Now, I it is it is not that great of a movie. You felt you felt strongly enough about this to tweet it and put I will it out stand there. By that, I don't think it's that great <coughs> of a movie. It's not a bad movie, okay? It's just not anywhere near the best Marvel movie, in my opinion. Okay, I feel like I feel like. Uh, there's some there's some nostalgia that might be clouding people's goggles, so to speak. Yeah, trash tier was a little harsh. I was like, 100% <laughs> agreed. You and Cross immediately called me out on that, and I agree 100%. I was having a bad day. I had a moment. The first Avengers mallet and the second one, if we're being fair. The second one wasn't second great. One is worse. Second, second one, one is, is worse. not great. I will be honest with that, but. Uh, I, I just love. We can move on from that. I love bringing it up because every time I do, you automatically go into backpedal defense mode, regardless of how long it's been since it happened. There was a huge, there was a huge thread in our in our Discord about <laughs> Avengers, and I listed out in in very a lot of detail why Avengers is not that great of a movie. Oh yeah, and I one hundred percent didn't respond to it on purpose because like I just wanted to piss you off by by oh, bringing it up, and then you just I went know. off and one of the like I'm just gonna let them go. I'm not even gonna respond. Like I'm just I'm literally poking the bear just to see what will happen, and you went off on one. Oh my gosh, Age of Ultron is unquestionably the worst Avengers movie. I would probably agree. I would probably agree. Uh, Rob saying I felt Eternals was okay, but it messes heavily with the real world of Marvel. We don't have a giant robot sticking out of our oceans. True. Yeah, nobody references that in any movie following it. Uh, Marvel Forward has always tried to exist alongside our real world. If you have some cool changes like Avengers Tower, etc., it could exist someday or now. I feel like you're messing with our world too much. Asgard works great because it's alien-like Guardians. Um, I think people have easy time believing E.T. exists as a sci-fi element. Yeah, like just creating it like that. It's like we're not talking gods here. We're talking like other beings from another realm. It kind of works. 
but yeah that's the thing that I think we talked about it a little bit as well like the whole Eternals yeah. thing like the, the big celestial like coming out of the water the hand and the head coming out like, that happened oh, in 2020 okay like, you you like you turned us into a big stone thing so it's no longer a threat in the sense of world being destroyed and I'm like it would throw like our freaking system into chaos though it would disrupt oceans it would disrupt weather it would like cause so many problems yeah look absolutely it's like that's the giant robot remark it's driving me crazy that they're not addressing yeah. it like address it like it would be affecting the world yeah like seriously and it, it would no. it would have like its own microclimate like you're affecting the its entire ecosystem of the planet like come on man yeah it's like it would offend it would essentially affect everything in the ecosystem but worst mcu movie i think the dark world is the worst mcu movie <laughs> I, I can't argue it's, it's pretty bad it's down now it's close it's close but uh, I, I feel like Age of Ultron beats it out it's it's really bad mm, I don't know I think Age of Ultron's got more like redeeming qualities than Dark World I would definitely put it higher I mean they're both at the bottom of the list don't get me wrong the thing is I'm a huge uh, Spader fan and I feel like what they did with him with Ultron is just unforgivable in my opinion I feel like hinging the movie on his uh, somebody said it in chat but overly human um, his characterization overly human characterization even some of his like he wanted to vomit it in his mouth I'm like oh, come on man yeah I, that is Ultron I'm not gonna lie like he's one of the redeeming things in the movie for me that David Spader like in any shape or form is a high point in anything he does he's a phenomenal actor he did the best he could with what he was given to work with Ultron was not written the best yeah, they could have done waiting. a lot more with it. It was because yeah. Waiting, it's Joss. I'm telling you, if Joss wasn't the director for either of those Avengers films, they would have been ten times better. And it's not because of him as a person, <clears throat> just because of the trash human being he is. Not, I, I'm sorry, that was a little harsh, but uh, as, as far as the person he is, I don't think he's a good movie director. There, I said it. I, I don't think he's a good movie director or a writer. I think he's decent with television, but he's not a good movie director. Yes, and I, I think we did say David Spader, I meant James Spader, obviously, um, for that. My bad. Um, but yeah, James Spader is that is always a phenomenal acting choice, and like his acting is amazing. James James Spader's phenomenal in pretty much anything he does. He's one of those mm. top-tier actors. Especially The Office. <laughs> He's Robert like, California. He is so weird when he comes into The Office. It's so bizarre, but it works so well. Yeah. Um, the worst Marvel movie is better than the best DC movie, <laughs> pretty much. It's, it's not that okay, far off it. Rob hasn't heard our episode on Firefly. <laughs> oh, he needs to hear that because he needs to know your thoughts on Firefly. All right, Rob, I, there's this long story history of me losing my geek cred on this show, Rob, uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, so we actually did a... I had never seen Firefly before I met Cross. Uh, so that was one of the things we did. We watched... Was it half? No, it wasn't half. Yeah we, the, season, right? yeah, we watched the first half. We still technically... Ha- it's been two and a half years, we still have to do the second <laughs> half of that episode. So we watched the first half, and uh, I didn't hate it. I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of Josh Whedon's... I always call him Josh. Josh Whedon's style. Why are you saying his last name like that? Why are you saying Whedon? it so weird? Is it Whedon? It's not Whedon? It's Whedon. It's always been Whedon. What's, what's Whedon? Where are you bringing this up from? It has never been Whedon. It's never. just I don't want to pronounce it correctly because I don't feel like he deserves it. Is it, I think it's because you're so focused on getting the first name right that the second name is just going off on its own, doing its own thing. Like, so I didn't, I did not hate it, Rob. It just, I didn't grow up with Firefly. I didn't grow up with that type of show. I'm a, I, I, I like a very specific type of sci-fi, and it was just kind of out my wheelhouse. Um, and just the way that he does like 
action and stuff like that. I'm just not, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't hate it, but I just wasn't a huge fan. So, Weed. There we go. It's like long E. <laughs> <laughs> and David Spader equals James Spader is Joe Dark, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie. I'd actually check that out. That would just pique my interest to at least see. Nitro mispronouncing Waden's name. <laughs> I never saw Battlestar Galactica, uh, Rob. Actually. Is that, a, is that another geek cred uh, lost? Probably. I've not seen... I've not really seen any of the new stuff. I've never had the chance to in Scotland. I've never been able to stream it here. I've seen uh, some of the old Battlestar Galactica. It is one of the sci-fi ones I do need to see. So, so that being said, like to be fair, Whedon's run on Avengers... I forgot. It wasn't the Uncanny Avengers. What was it? Man of Stan. <laughs> no, no. Astonishing Avengers. No, no. Astonishing X-Men. I'm sorry. Astonishing X-Men. Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men was awesome. Oh, yeah. I loved it. For, I for loved a Whedon it. thing, surprisingly, it's actually really good. So I like some of his stuff. It's just when he when he tries to, you know, do the whole directing thing for me, specifically movies, it just does not... It, it yeah, does some not stuff really has a, has a Whedon thing to it. Like, I, I will say this. I still have a love for Firefly. I still think it holds up for me. But I will say other shows that I've watched, like that are Whedon shows, don't hold up. Like there's stuff in Firefly that doesn't hold up as much. I'll, I'll be honest, but like I'm still a fan of the show. I still think it's phenomenal. Yeah. But um, when you look at stuff like Buffy and Angel and like some of these big shows, like I think there's definite stuff in there that doesn't hold up to today. And there's definite stuff that I look back and go and like, oh my goodness, this is actually not great at all. Like rewatching some of it, you're like, I I felt like this was a lot better when I watched it the first time round. I mean, some of the characterization in Firefly was awesome. Like, I love Nathan Fillion's character. Oh um, yeah, and I love just any interaction that he had with anyone was awesome. So there were parts that I really liked about Firefly. I just like, I just, I think just tonally for me, it was just weird. It was just weird. I love this episode talking about all the stuff where Marvel and DC has became <laughs> Nitro defending his stance on everything because it's different from everyone else's. <laughs> uh, Battlestar Galactica, watched the new one, I liked it, but I think it's like 10 years old oh, already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an older series. Like, it had four seasons to it and it wrapped up ages ago. Uh, Firefly has some great characters filming, only 14 episodes. Like, yeah, it done a lot in the 14 episodes it got. And Nathan Fillion is just—he's fantastic. He's can, great. He's great, man. You can give him anything, and the guy's phenomenal. Like he—he just—he yeah. does so well. They need to actually give him a real role in MCU, other than the Guardians of the Galaxy one that he got. Well, the the whole talk—the interesting thing is, like, I wonder if they're ever going to go back to it because there's talks of like a Wonder Man show coming. Mm, and I don't him, know anything about Wonder Man. And him as Wonder Man was actually yes, Rob Castle. For the first four seasons was phenomenal, and then after season four it went downhill really quickly. But the first four seasons were amazing. Um, but yeah, it's like the in Guardians of the Galaxy two, he had a bit like appearance, but it was on posters playing Wonder Man because Wonder Man is an actor. Um, and it was like movies like um, like the Tony Stark movie and all this stuff. Um, and apparently a lot of it was taken out for like timing and stuff but the, I always wondered if they were going to go back to that like now they've announced a Wonder Man show are they going to keep that and bring Philly in back because he'd actually be really good at that I think so he's, he's canon in MCU as Wonder, Wonder Man uh, <clears throat> poster he was going to be canon but it had to end up the scene that it appeared in had to be cut it was like a background poster mm -hmm. thing it wasn't a big deal but I think the whole thing was it had to be cut and like they released it like back when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out they released images of it Okay. Um, as him as Wonder Man, and like 
but now that they're announcing a show I'm intriguing to see if it happens <clears throat> yeah see Robin Castle I feel like it went down in flames like the whole thing of like Castle and Beckett and getting together I thought was really good and then at the end of season 4 they got really good and once they had them as a couple I don't think they knew what to do with them and so it just kind of floundered for a couple of seasons and then the last seasons just weren't worth it uh, blowing up my geek people, head <laughs> people are coming up with names for our, our hot takes <laughs> Episode. Extra hot takes with host crosses like extra hot takes. That needs to be. Oh, do you know what that needs to be? That needs to be like a new thing on our coffee along with our like pre-show stuff. Yeah, totally Just like ten, that. fifteen minute segments of you and a hot take on something. They broke. They broke in real life. They broke in real life, and they hated working there. Oh yeah, they hated right. it. Like they who, hated working. Um, in Castle, um, Nathan mm-hmm. Fillion played um, Castle in it, like the mystery writer that worked with the police. Yeah. Uh, him and Beckett like. The other being the main female lead, um, hated each other. Really, it got to the point of like apparently there was rumors that she'd be on tears, like coming off set and stuff like that, like because of the yeah. way they were treating each other, and um, to the point of like Castle was actually meant to get one more season. It was um, greenlit for one more season, but Beckett was written out of it, and um, she was let go. And then they eventually just cancelled the show because it was like, why go ahead with one of the leads when the whole thing has been based around the two of them? Don't get me wrong. Stan Akatic and Nathan Fillion are phenomenal actors to the point of like if you watch the show you would never realise they hated each other like working with each other in real life but yeah it, it got bad it got really bad but I, I will stand by the first four seasons of Castle are like some of my favourite shows I, I loved that show and then season 5 I felt dipped and it just kept dipping from there you know it's kind of like Heroes like you watch the first season and it's really good and then after that it just kind of starts to yeah. go down it doesn't yeah. quite hold up after that which was really sad because I really loved yeah. Heroes yeah that was such a good show I even loved the Heroes Reborn that one season they came back for like I was getting into it and I'm like yeah, but it was never going to get enough to get over and I'm like that show had that so much potential cool, that was such a cool show dude I remember tuning in every week for that oh yeah man like it, it was so well done at the time uh, would he be able to do the Wonder Man of the Vision personality thing now that he already skipped over it all? I don't know what they would do with that, yeah. Because there's a whole thing with Vision connected to that. I don't know where they're going to go with it, to be honest. If they're going to use OG Wonder Man or Blue and Red Energy Vision. Uh, every time heroes come up, I get mad all over again. <laughs> it recovered from the writer's strength. It really yeah. didn't. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what did it in. Season right? 2 changed everything for heroes. Okay. <clears throat> Rants with Cross. Do we need? Do we need to do a Heroes episode? I, I think, think we might. do. I think we need Let's to do, do a it. Heroes thing. I'm down, man. Uh, season one was so good. Save and the whole cheerleader save the world. <clears throat> yeah, that was everywhere. That was freaking everywhere when Heroes came out. Um, season two was meant to end differently, because season two was a whole thing with the it was the disease getting let loose in the world and stuff like that. And hey, LJ the Paladin, how is it going, sir? Welcome on in. Um. And the whole thing with the disease and the whole stopping of that, the original ending of season two, it was meant to get released. Like the ending of season two with the writer strike was um was the whole thing of like they actually stopped it. Like they get the disease, they get the vial, like Peter puts it in his hands and like heats it up and it's destroyed. It's gone. That wasn't meant to be the original ending, they were meant to fail. They were meant to lose. Kind of like how the big finish for season one was them like stopping the explosion going off. Mm-hmm. Um, season two was meant to be a case of that they would um, 
they failed basically. Yeah. But like it never got to go anywhere. It's like the it, the writer like totally threw it off. Yeah, I thought um, Zachary Quinto as Skyl- uh, Silar was such such a cool casting. But that show was phenomenal, man. That show was phenomenal. Yeah, like season one of it was amazing. I I kind of liked the elements of season three. There was definitely cool elements I thought in season three when they tried to bring it back. But it was I honestly all- <laughs> remember season three. Season three was the whole thing of like the villains, like the like the Petrelli's father was actually alive and was heading up like his own group of heroes and it was becoming the company versus his group and all this and it's like it, it, there was good moments to it but it was like it, it just never recovered yeah and I, was I, I liked what they did with the with the new season I thought when they brought back Heroes Reborn I thought it was pretty decent it, it was yeah. a good carry on and follow up to it but just it, I think at that point everyone was just kind of done with it. It was one of those shows that was never going to be able to recapture the magic as much as and they honestly, tried. It started in two thousand six, so it you could say that it kicked off the superhero boom, man. Yeah, it was right at the start of the superhero boom, and like, and season one is like beloved. Like oh, everyone yeah. loves that first season. The first season was so good. So maybe we do need to do a hero show. Maybe yeah, I think we do actually. All right, but yeah, I think. I think we've covered most of our stuff for today. We're kind of just ranting and talking now, which is fun. But is there any other major stuff you wanted to talk about? Any other stuff to kind of cover? I think we've hit most of them. No, man. Uh, for those of you who missed it at the beginning, um, so we do have an official, I think, an official date for our Dungeons & Dragons stream that we're going to be started, which is super exciting. Uh, so we'll be starting our official Dungeons & Dragons on September the 1st, hopefully, which is a Thursday at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. So if you're free... That will be replacing uh, the Art of the Hero streams every other week. So just uh, what we'll be doing Dungeons & Dragons every two weeks. So if you're free, we're going to be doing a lot of announcements leading up to that day. But uh, just just to book that in your calendar. Thursday night, baby. See you, Rob. Yeah. See you, Rob. Thank you so much, man. We'll definitely be talking to you about that afterwards. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, parting thought on Heroes. Every time I see Greg Runberg and anything, I yell out, Hey, it's Matt Bartman. Absolutely. Every time I see her, I was like, It's every Heroes. It's like, it's so cool. That's literally where I know him from. The guy's showing up in so much stuff, like Star Wars. Oh, yeah, now. same. I was I had to look up to see who that was. Yeah, same. And and the dude who plays um, uh, Jack Coleman. What what, what what does he play? Noah Bennett? Um, oh, yeah. Every time I see him, I'm like, That's the dude. Yeah. It's like, Absolutely. Yeah. It's so good, man. We definitely need to do a hero show now. That's definitely oh, yeah, let's, for the let's do it. That's on the books. That's on the books. All right, but I think that's kind of us for today for our show. We don't really have any other stuff to do. And uh, if you came in there, I need to go and help with the kids a little bit. Um, so we're going to wrap up here. Um, coming up this week, um, we are going to be... Uh, Jay will be back tomorrow night, 8.30. Um, she is going to be kicking off her first time... Play- yeah, HRD lock. Horn room glasses, HRG. <clears throat> um, she's going to be kicking off her playthrough of um, Stray she's going to be starting a playthrough of that she's super excited for that so make sure to join her at 8.30 tomorrow night to hang out and watch her roam about as a ginger cat um, I will be back Tuesday night playing some more um, Horizon Zero Dawn getting back into that I feel like we're getting closer to the end of the uh, the kind of major story for that we're starting to push to the end of that so definitely come and hang out with me for that um, I don't believe it's going to end this time round, but I think we're definitely getting there. Uh, Nitro, I believe, will be back this Thursday with some art. Yeah. We'll be continuing to work on these commission that we started this past week, so pretty excited about that. And if you weren't there this past Thursday, we got a live art lesson from uh, Rob 
Dots, uh, who just left chat, who, if you're not aware, is an actual professional comic book illustrator. So that was pretty crazy. Yeah, Mr. R.S. Dawnbringer in our chat, and Mr. Rob Stotts. What's going on there? Um, but yeah, so it was like, <clears throat> so now we're back with that. Uh, Friday night, we'll be back with a little bit more Sea of Thieves. I want to try and get some Sea of Thieves in before we officially switch over to doing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and then we will be back next Sunday. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about next Sunday, but um, we've got some big stuff coming up in the next weeks. I will, we will be off, I believe, the following week from that. So mm -hmm. we're going to try and do something for this, and then we'll be returning with our Indie Comic Book Club. Yep. Um, also as well as Nestor said please make sure to come and check us out September 1st for our Dungeons and Dragons session um, as we kick off with Tom Levine kicking off the brand new thing what uh, name did you say? what name actually I am not uh, Rob Stotts the artist um, he's RS Dawnbringer who was in chat with us today um, but also as well with our new Dungeons and Dragons make sure to go and check out Only Crits if you want to get some of those D&D dice and dice accessories or to check out BCW Supplies for all your collection and comic book needs. Um, but I think that's everything. Let me go ahead we, and... We were all over the place in this episode. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, we had a lot we of stuff. We needed around. one of these, man. Yeah, just a rant. Oh. All right, let me head over to Twitch quickly and see if we can raid out to... I don't even know who's live right now. I was trying to keep better track of this stuff. Well, we are subscribed to like 400 people, so it's a little difficult. I like supporting people. <laughs> Just scroll down, look for someone you recognize, and read out, you know. <coughs> eh, there we go, Geeks Under Grace is on, we can go and read them. Yeah, look at the Geeks Under Grace. Alright, but you all have an absolutely amazing day, we will see you all tomorrow night. Eh, it's Cameron! Let's see you on log, I didn't see him. But yeah, let's do Geeks Under Grace, I'm already heading that way anyway. But you all have an amazing night, we'll see you all tomorrow, and remember, it's a good week to be a geek. Take care, and have a good Adios. one. See you soon. Oh, oh, oh. Sit on the edge of